0: and welcome to our final session of Rhyme of the Maiden, part finale that's what I have written down because I didn't bother looking at the real numbering the thaw today is November 14th 2021 and you are loved and that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games if this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor ad- adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us on that uh on that Patreon you can also join us on Discord the link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below but Let's say that you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back, quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks. And we also have face masks. I don't, there it is. Haha, there is the my, my tester unit. That's right, we have face masks with the symbol of Tiamat right upon them designed by our very own Cyberwolf 1201 where all the proceeds of which end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com That is indooradventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com But, that is it for my opening spiel. So, hey Satan, who are you playing today?
1: Hi everyone, my name is Satan. I go by she they pronouns, and today, for the last time in the foreseeable future, I will be playing Corey, my Goliath, uh Eldritch Knight Fighter. They also use she they pronouns.
2: Oh, hi, it's me, Liz Mack, and uh, tonight, for the last time, uh, I will be playing our sweet bean, rock gnome cleric, Lydia. We both use she, her pronouns.
0: And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and until I can find another character to use these with, I am playing his heart, the wood elf druid. We both use he, him. And I'm
3: Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm your DM for tonight. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, let's get right back into it. If I remember correctly... Uh, Hart was in the middle of trying to give a Demi Lech a cookie. hmm It didn't work um, so well. N- no, it did not. Um, you just kind of put it in between his mandibles and it just sort of fell to the ground. Um, this creature just sort of stares down at you uh, with these bejeweled eyes. Uh, there's a, sort of a, a, a glassy shimmer that goes across those jewels. Um, as it just regards you staring watching
4: um um it, it, they're really good if you want to try and eat it at all <laughs> at just
3: about this moment uh lydia contacts you um with her mind powers heart. she's got she's got Telekinetics? Maybe. Telekinetics. Tele- no, uh, tel- 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 telepathy. Tele- telepathy. That's the right one because telekinetics is the one that makes things float around. Um, I might forget how words work a couple of times. My cat kept me up quite late last night. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Lydia contacts you using telepathy. Um, sort of explaining the conversation that uh, she had with Kawori. Uh, that being they don't really trust Avarice and they don't know what they're gonna do about Valyn.
0: I have no way of there's no like callback feature on this uh on this telepathy.
2: Oh well, I mean technically she, there she is can read your I can mind. read your mind, so you just gotta think it. Uh
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's not what Hart's thinking about at all. Like you're like sending him this information and like Image that you get back because heart doesn't think in words. Like you just see, like it's just basically like big old spooky skull face.
5: Hey,
2: uh Cory, I think we need to get back to heart. Like right now. Um <laughs> she's just going.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lydia just like hooks onto else. her arm as she starts going.
3: <laughs> Uh, Kawori, you ferry Lydia back to uh, Hart, um, the kobolds, and Professor Scant, arguably um, the most vulnerable in your party, uh, left alone for the moment. Um, And as you approach, you see this what appears to be a tall figure uh, in a cloak sort of looming over Hart. Uh, But as you get closer, you realize it's not Necessarily standing, it's just a floating skull uh, with a cloak just sort of hanging limply off of it.
1: Uh, and we established last game because I found out uh, uh, badass uh, Mrs. Santa Claus was trying to become a lich that I know about lich and demi liches, right? Mm hmm. Okay.
3: <laughs> You've you rolled gonna... some pretty badass arcana checks uh, re- regarding liches and such. Um... I, I feel like approaching, you could. You could definitely identify that as a demi. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Corey, like, stops, like, maybe 20 feet away and just, like, Heart. Heart's just back away slowly. I can't hear you.
4: I made a new friend,
1: Corey. No, you did not. Please
4: back away slowly.
0: And Heart just, like, looks up at this skull face
4: (laughs) and just, like, please don't hurt me. And then he just.
0: (laughs) begins steadily walking backward. Oh, he's preparing
3: a spell just in case. Uh the skull just watches you as you move. Um and like as you start to get closer to your friends, um it seems to regard the entire group of you. Uh likewise those kobolds are going to sort of scoot uh over and hide behind Lydia. <laughs>
4: This is the thing that everybody. I was telling yes. you guys about every time, and then when you looked back, it was gone. This is the thing. It doesn't eat cookies. I don't know.
1: It's just the skull. It's a Demi Lich. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's just putting the mom arm around Heart and pressing him against her side. As,
3: As Heart gets closer to you guys. Yeah. Um, You see that there is a little bit of movement from behind this figure, um, and you watch as a couple of Nothics sort of crawl over to sort of flank it, um, looking nervously from it to you and back again. Uh, It seems that they don't want to get very close to you, uh, but they are beholden to the skull. Lydia, Lydia, can you talk to that thing? I can try.
4: Your telepathy. Um, Your telepathy maybe a... maybe it doesn't like villain or or avarice either, and then it could be a friend. Okay, um,
2: Lydia will like. Normally, you don't see Lydia like close her eyes or think at all for her telepathy. But she like will close her eyes and just think in the direction of our litchy friend. Of uh, just uh, h-
3: hello. Uh, give me an Arcana check as you hear your own words sort of echo inside this thing's mind. Good. Great. Natural 19 for
2: 26.
3: <laughs> All right. Um... How can I best describe this? Uh it's as though it finds no purchase. Um, It's as though you reached out to take hold of something that you know should be there uh, and your fingers clasped around nothing.
6: I don't think he's gonna be able, they you're gonna be able to respond
2: to me. Um, It's like talking to air. Uh, This is not good. I think that we just need to, at this point, ask fight or flight. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to to move away slowly.
1: I don't okay. care. The Berlin said not to leave. I'm leaving.
2: You just see sort of Lydia like grab some uh, grab some like rope from her pack and she's just very quickly tying the kobolds to
3: her so that she can walk very quickly and they stay close. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- as you are beginning to interact with this creature, um, Kawori is fully aware of what a demi is and what sort of threat it poses, mm-hmm. um, in order for you to, as a player, to understand what kind of threat that is. I'm going to give you some meta-knowledge here. Oh, please. Yes. Um, this thing has a CR of 18.
6: we've got to go so fast. <laughs>
3: All right. She's um, going you...
1: to kind of put herself between the Demulich and her friends and just kind of scatter them behind her so they start moving and she's just going to move back slowly with like a tentative like uh spell in her hands as she moves
3: away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sort of begin to scoot uh, cautiously away from this thing. Um, and as you do so, it just follows you with its eyes. Uh, and then, as you begin to gain some distance on it, uh, it just follows you steadily. Oh no!
2: <laughs> I I don't know. I feel. I feel like it's when like one of those city guards is just like following you cuz they think you're going to steal something and you're like why are they following me and not the militia is like- just following us. Yeah, I don't like it. Do you it. think it's
1: it's it's it's, it's possible of rational thought that we might steal something and can't even like think things?
2: I just I I Do don't you know? I don't understand it has not attacked us. I feel like it would have attacked us if it didn't uh. want us to be here I mean- uh dm
1: uh player knowledge i don't have any um uh, her sure thing what ha- does Corey? would Corey know i i know she rolled well i don't remember the number uh mm-hmm. but about like what a demolish like do they still have sentience are they more just like stuck uh like what is the What's what's the deal with Demiches?
3: <laughs> what's the deal? Um, well, okay. I mean like speaking from sort of like a meta-knowledge yeah, uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. Uh liches have no languages. Okay. So they're they're mm. not necessarily a person the way that an undead could be. Mm-hmm. They are whatever is left. Like it's it's the deterioration of an ancient mind that can mm-hmm. no longer be maintained. Um, this thing is just kind of instinct and raw power. Uh, it's, it's a landmine.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Corey, is she still kind of like keeping their distance and she is, um,
3: like, there may be some semblance of memory left in there, but, but as far as being able to communicate with it, that's that's a yeah. non-starter.
1: Um, Corey's just gonna let uh, the group know about us. Like, listen, we cannot rationalize for this thing. It is a magical landmine of just instant and raw power.
2: Say that we keep moving. Um... And uh, just be very prepared for if shit gets real bad, but it's not attacking us. I mean, Art got close enough to feed it a cookie.
4: It it didn't seem like it wanted to hurt me. If it did, then it already would have...
1: Yes, but that that doesn't mean it is friendly. It is not capable of friendliness or hatred. It is. It just is like a
2: shadow of someone who used to be there.
1: Exactly, the, the demi lich is a failed lich. So, knowing what it takes, or the general makeup of what it takes to become a lich, this person probably wasn't that great of a person when they were alive. Mm. Or at least they were driven through such things because of everything.
2: Okay, um, two questions then. If we're leaving, where are we going to? Um, and uh, do we uh, do we tell Hot Tiefling
1: there is a demi lich behind us? I mean, she's not asking and she's not
4: here. She flew away before the Lich showed up.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm
4: saying. So do we, like, heads nope. up?
2: Okay, we just start walking. It's our own little secrets. Well, we have to...
4: We have to get to Valyn,
1: right? Yeah, we said we would wait for her, but then now this Demi-Lich kind of showed up.
2: Uh, Point of contention, uh,
3: DM, just because... Been a while yeah, um feel free to ask any questions i will answer well, to the best of my ability where it was badass mrs santa claus off to again um badass mrs claus walked off to get you guys some corpse ash which is mm-hmm, required right. for the ritual right okay
1: we can probably just kind of circle back to where we were Corey,
2: like what are the chances that she just we have all of the pieces that the ritual requires what if she just what if she just bounced?
1: I mean, I don't see why she would be so adamant about. Well, That's I can what... see why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we still don't have Ash. We need Ash. So should we just go towards where we could
2: get that so that if she's not there, we can grab some and then go do the ritual and then if I she mean, is there we're kind six of and one?
1: around when, where we kind of killed some other of those little purpley eye guys mm-hmm. so we can pick up those ashes Yeah, okay They kind of turned to ash I don't know why
2: Okay um, Let's do that then
3: Alright um, you are able to navigate your way uh, back towards the entrance of the city uh, and find the place that you had encountered some Nothics before. Uh, and I want to say that Lydia Lydia definitely shot one of those things uh, at least once, if not more. Um, so there's definitely some there's some Gothic ash lying around somewhere. Uh, as you are gathering that up, um, that Demi-Lich just continues to keep a respectable distance. Uh, At least it's
1: a respectable distance.
3: <laughs> it is Sorry. It is definitely just watching everything that you do, though. Um, as you kneel down to uh, pick up some gothic ashes, you can see the Nothics around it get a little bit agitated. Um, but the Demi-Lich does not react If um, this disturbs it at all, it does not give any indication as such. Uh, Whilst you're doing this, you have moved a little bit back towards the place where you had entered the city, uh, which was over this like gigantic ice bridge from the Caves of Hunger into this sort of crater that the uh, city of Netheril is lying in. Um, You can see that Avarice's entourage is, like, beginning to, like, move in in earnest. There is, like, a a good number of cultists uh, just moving, like, all kinds of excavation equipment. You can see wagons, pickaxes, uh, pitchforks. Like, it's enough of a distance away that, like, you can kind of, like, keep your head down and not be seen immediately. But... There is enough of them there that you can definitely tell that they're starting to move in.
2: Does the uh, Demi Lich regard them at all, or eyes locked
3: type deal? It seems more interested in what's in front of it right now.
1: Um, I I just want to kind of test a, a, a,
2: a theory
5: okay. uh,
2: for, for a second okay. here. Um, Heart.
4: Does it also involve a staff of bird calls? Uh no. Oh.
2: Okay. Um, so is the is the demi-lich like moving when we move, stopping when we stop?
3: Essentially, yes.
2: Okay. Heart. Mm-hmm. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to stand very, very, very still right here. Okay. Just trust me, I promise.
4: I do.
2: Okay. Kawori, follow my lead on this one. And we st- and Lydia starts walking with the kobolds away from Heart. Is the Demi-Lich moving or staying put? Um, we'll walk like a minute ahead.
3: Like, like You're just, okay, so like which direction do you go? Like away from the Demi-Lich?
2: Yeah, but like we leave Heart right there and we start walking does the demi continue walking or does it stay in the same spot because it was keeping the same distance from us and just um, moving with us
3: I, I think it kind of like looks at you go um then it just sort of looks back at heart yeah,
5: yeah, yeah oh no
2: okay, okay okay um okay back to heart back to heart
3: Heart
0: will approach it
2: but i don't do you actually, as Hart starts moving, you see Lydia turn around and just go, oh, and start running back to
3: her. Heart, don't you dare. <laughs> Those Nothics just scramble away like cockroaches when you turn on a
0: light. Yeah, Hart will, um, he'll approach the Demi-Lich, um, and he'll take his staff, and um, and he will raise it towards the towards the demulich and he will make a finch's chirp see if it responds to bird noise at all
3: i think it looks at the staff for a second and then it looks back at you um and then like s- <laughs> there's a voice that uh like chimes up chimes in behind you um Um, hold on. So who do you think this is then?
1: Oh, God. Scouts, you can't just pop up like
3: that. Oh, sorry, I go quiet sometimes. I like to learn.
1: I don't know who this is.
3: Well, you said it was a demilich.
1: Well, right? Yes. yes.
3: Well... The only lich I know of in Netheril would have been Irialorthus.
1: But the is that the demi-lich is a failed lich. So does
3: not I, to... I, I will say out of out of character I need to uh, clear something up. Uh, the failed lich thing is something that happened to Steven's character, but in Forgotten Realms lore, I went back and checked, in Forgotten Realms lore, a demi-lich is a lich that stopped feeding it's phylactery and uh, degraded.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did uh, Professor just say? So the only lich was who?
3: Uh, the only lich that was in Netheril was Zerial Arthas.
1: Oh god, this is Zerial Arthas.
3: Oh, just... do you think he'll give an autograph? Oh, he doesn't have hands.
2: What does he want with Heart, though? It's Heart that he's following, not us.
3: Are you sure about that?
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure. I had Heart stay at the same spot, and then we walked away, and it looked at us, but it didn't move, which means it was reacting to Heart's movement. Thusly, you know, just a theory that it has something to do with Heart, and that scares me very much.
0: Without Wait, what if- turning we- around, Hart says, and you see his shoulders slump a little bit, and he says,
4: he might not be following me.
2: Oh, burning star. Lydia just says this out loud with like eyes
3: wide.
0: Hart says just- it at the same time.
3: <gasps> oh no wait you switched to burning star so even do to
0: switch again. to burning star no! yeah
3: okay sorry i switched
0: ah! to chalice mode though okay yeah uh
3: i want to say that the demi lich sort of bristles a little bit at this like um hi you know that like glitch effect that you talk about with uh the raven queen yeah where there's like a, a graphical like, stutter yeah, exactly. I th- I feel like that's what happens with the demi lich. Um, it gets a little bit agitated at that, and it like sort of like, it it doesn't move backwards. Not it do- never moves backwards. It just sort of like straightens and like you know like alert. And then like, I think that the two of you just stare at each other. Yep. Uh, for a moment, and it's like when two dogs meet, and like you know you you feel like there's like. This was a bad idea. These guys should not be looking at each other right now. Um, and then nothing happens, but that energy does not, it does not relax.
2: Burning Star. Lydia will listen in telepathically to Burning Star. Um, and I know that in previous times, it's been more of a feeling rather than words. But I think this time Lydia's going to dive deeper than surface level for the first time on Burning Star. Uh, So I need, I believe it's a Wisdom Save DC 15, but I'm going to double check um,
3: from Burning Star. might as well happen. Mm -hmm. It's,
2: It's also the first time that Lydia's like gone... Deeper than surface thoughts. because Oh, trust like
3: invading...
2: me, I know. I don't know, like invading privacy.
0: <laughs> hey, Lydia, but... you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about the spell save DC. I'm not going to save against it. Cool, cool, cool. Come cool, on in. Cool, cool. Water's fine. What? <laughs> don't scare her off. How do you mean? I'm just um... a sweet little boy. Got antlers and stuff. <sighs> oh my god. I do not like this vibe I'm
2: getting from Indoor
3: right now! I'm
0: just a sweet little man! Alright, go ahead, and make a wave, uh, wisdom save. No, I was choosing to fail. No, I'm not talking to you. Oh. Oh
5: no. <laughs>
2: oh
0: no, no, this
5: is
2: so funny. Oh, I have a very good wisdom save, okay. I know, that's a nat one, baby. That's a literal nat one.
3: For a
6: total oh. of nine.
3: Okay. Uh, I so what? So, do, good. so what does Lydia hear?
0: Um.
2: Specifically, she was looking for anything that could relate to liches, demi liches,
0: or like
1: anything that Burning Star is feeling right
2: now. Yeah.
0: You don't get that, I don't think, because I don't think that Burning Star has any familiarity
3: mm-hmm.
0: with this what? lich.
3: Sure. What information were you looking for, exactly? Just why,
2: like, if if Burning Star had any information on why the, this lich or a lich would be following... Um, them
3: and okay, like um, the word follow, not the word necessarily, but the feeling, like the intentionality of that. Um. You are in darkness for a moment, uh, and then suddenly you are shunted forward hundreds of miles. Um, and you can hear, um, the soundless roar of a very large object moving through space at a extremely rapid speed.
2: Does it sound mechanical or more like a big rock
3: type deal? You feel it in your chest more than you actually hear it. It's it's like <laughs> a, it's just a soundless boom of bass in your chest. Uh, this happens for less than a second when you are shunted forward once again. Uh, just the feeling of burning um, and then a bright light. Uh, you see the skull, of a deer with the spider webbing antlers that move upward and turn into a forest. Um, You hear the screams of a thousand souls living in in an ecosystem that has been wiped out. Uh, There is a moment of silence uh, as you see a crater in the ground. Uh, It is smoking. Uh, There are a few flashes of i want to say heart uh then heart's skeleton then his nervous system um you are shunted forward once again uh, you get the entirety of the language of common uh just kind of uploaded into your mind uh over the course of a few weeks but these weeks happen within seconds um and Then you see a single figure uh, alone in the snow. Uh, And as he begins to move through that snow, you realize there's no crunching and that snow is ash. And then there is wind and a shrub. And it turns out that the shrub is not a shrub, but it is Hart's antlers, as he is pulled up out of the snow by Kawari, uh, And then you witness all of the time that uh, your double had with Hart um, firsthand. From Hart's perspective, uh, you see everything that your double did to basically be you. And once again, all of this happens within a second And then fast forward to that doppelganger melting in the streets of East Haven. Uh, This happens for a little bit longer, longer than you would like. Um, And then fast forward once more, you witness all of the time that you've had together personally with Hart right up until this moment. And then boom, you're here.
0: And at that boom, I feel like Burning Star's head just sort of like tilts over towards you and you just see like the meteor burning eye from one side and then head just sort of tilts back to look at this Demi lich.
3: For about six seconds, Lydia's eyes rolled back into her head uh, and she started bleeding from the nose.
1: Of course, going directly to her. I was holding her.
2: Lydia passes out. Lydia oh, goes oh. limp in Corey's arms.
5: One
2: hundred percent. Just like, yeah, it's gonna take a it's gonna take a hot thirty seconds for her to come back around uh, from that.
1: No, uh, Corey definitely. Corey's like, it's very worried. which like Lydia, mm-hmm. Lydia, come on, just a gentle kind of tapping to the face. And just making sure she's breathing and that her heart's still beating.
3: Uh, Corey's freaking out. Uh, Give me a medicine check.
6: (laughs) My plan.
1: One second, let me get rid of the seashells on my dice rolling tray. (laughs) Don't ask me why. Uh, Medicine. Okay, that's that's definitely a plus one.
6: Um... A Thirteen.
3: Um, she's probably gonna be okay, but she's showing signs of a concussion.
6: Ah,
1: oh, shit. Okay. Um, Corey probably knows how to take care of that. I personally don't. Uh, I'm gonna Google real quick. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I think that, like, within a few minutes, like, Lydia start like, within a few seconds, like, 30, 30 to 45 seconds, Lydia starts, like, she's no longer dead weight in your arms. You can feel her sort of slowly return to consciousness and and wipe the blood from under her nose.
1: Yeah. She's um, kind of putting, like, her, she understands that her hand's pretty cold, but she's putting a cold hand to her forehead. Um, and just... Uh, cradling Lydia. Uh, she wakes up. You just see, I see eyes looking down. Are you very worried?
2: Some tears in there. I'm okay. I'm okay. okay I'm okay.
6: I think I'm okay. Don't, um,
1: don't move quickly. You have a concussion.
6: Yeah, here's, here's the thing. Um,
2: I know that I've had my telepathy for a, a hot minute here, but I never wanted to pry into you or heart. Because it seems like a very much an invasion of privacy, and I and I don't like doing that. But I, I was trying to search Burning Star's mind for some connection or reason that this lich
6: is drawn to them, and they just let me in. I I, I saw everything, and I
2: I I I don't. Okay. I, I I don't know how to process any of it.
1: Calm down. Calm down. Corey's gonna look to Burning Star. Are they still just in the staring match with the
3: Demi-Lich? Nose to nose hole. Yeah,
0: just looking, sitting, waiting, wishing. <laughs> <laughs> Cup of donk.
1: Corey just kind of holds, like, as making sure that Heart I and mean, well, Burning Star and the Demi-Lich are still there, just staring at each other. uh uh, she's going to look to
6: to Lydia and kind of hold her face like just focus on me breathe focus on
2: breathing okay we really have time for me to focus on breathing yes
6: (sighs) inhale exhale I'm fine I'm fine I just I need
1: I need you to calm down Lydia I know you want to get through this, but we cannot rush through this right now.
2: Lydia's gonna close her eyes very briefly and go into sort of a contemplative state. Um, So we did level up uh, last session, which means that Lydia now has access to divine intervention. Okay. Um I think she's gonna just try and reach out to the Raven Queen and be like, Mommy, what the fuck? I need you to explain to me what is going on. Like, how do I how do I get Burning Star out of heart? Okay. Is what she's sort of like asking.
0: And if that process is
2: gonna kill heart. Since it's uh, death related and well, thusly
3: Raven Queenie, explain to me how divine intervention works.
2: I roll a d100, and if it is uh, one, well, ninety to ten or ninety to hundred, then it works. And if it's not, it doesn't. I can only use it once per day, I think, or like I think each.
1: it's every seven days.
2: Yeah, once per week. Okay.
6: It's a 10% chance that I get the exact answers I'm looking for in some way. Okay. I'm just going to roll a D100.
3: If you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, your deity Mm -hmm. intervenes. Uh, So it's
2: it's 1 to 10 I'm looking for, not 90 to 100. Gotcha.
3: Cool, 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 cool
6: and I don't need motion control right now. (laughs) Nope, 55. Now that she's busy,
2: she's busy. It was a long shot, but you know what? Lydia was just panicking, and I feel like in her panic for answers that she would genuinely reach out to the Raven Queen and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Please help.
3: Okay. Um, I, I want to say that as you reach out to the Raven Queen, clean, clean, <laughs> uh, the Raven Queen, um, you already realize that it really has nothing to do with what your purpose here is. Um and that's what the raven queen is interested at the in at the moment and she's not necessarily convinced that what you're asking for is going to get you to your goal
6: as you sort of
3: inwardly uh reach out to your goddess, uh, there is the sound of, uh, shouting, uh, and approaching workmen, um, from further up the street, as it seems that Avarice's people are beginning to close in on you.
5: Corey, what do we do?
2: We go? What about Burning Star? Uh, Burning Star, are are you coming with
6: us? Is there any response?
0: I don't think there would be necessarily.
2: If we start motion, like if we start going to walk, does Burning Star move? He's
0: fucking dead eyeing this lich right now. Like, (laughs) you guys have to, like, literally, like, grab his hand and then, like, move him away. He's not going to be paying attention otherwise.
1: Corey's going to put a hand on his shoulder, on their shoulder, uh, and just. To see if if they react, and if not, they're just gonna hold Burning Star's hand and start walking away.
0: Yeah, Burning Star allows themselves to be to be led away from this.
2: Okay, um, Lydia is just sort of tending to the cobalts and avoiding eye contact with Burning Star
3: altogether. The Demi-Lich follows. Of course it does.
0: He's my new best friend.
2: <laughs> bestie, I think your bestie is not your bestie!
3: <laughs> what is your plan? Where are you going? Um, I-, I think Lydia is t-
2: diverting to Corey as her brain is goo at the moment.
1: Oh god, okay. Um we are going to uh, we are we are going to the center of this city. Away from
3: the cultists. All right. Sorry, just looking at divine intervention. And evidently, the cooldown only uh, triggers if it actually succeeds. So technically, you could just spam it.
1: You could just spam it.
3: <laughs> just thirty texts from Lydia. Why aren't like, you picking up? Are
1: you,
2: are you up? What you doing? You up? <laughs> just look at your phone, and it's text message from Lydia, Snapchat from Lydia, Facebook Messenger from Lydia, WhatsApp from Lydia. <laughs> Oh, amazing. from Lydia.
0: There's even a fucking like PayPal request <laughs> yeah. that's like for one penny, but it's the message that you're trying to send. <gasps>
3: Alright, uh, so where did you say you were going?
0: To the center.
3: To the center. That's okay. where we have to go, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. That's where, sh- that's where they're going. Alright. You start heading in that direction, and the Demi Lich looms.
5: Okay. We'll
1: go are there any direction. words
3: exchanged as you head your way there?
1: No. Uh, actually, Corey's going to look to Lydia and say, you're not doing the ritual.
2: No, no, Corey, I'm fine. I'm you're worried not about doing heart. The ritual.
1: You are not doing the ritual.
2: I... Look, let's just get there first, and then we can fight about it, okay? There is no fight. You're not doing it. We'll see. And, like, Lydia will just start walking away, like, and Corey does not usually get that, no pun intended, cold shoulder from Lydia, mm-hmm. but she's just walking. hmm
0: feel Like as Burning you... Star's heads like turned back, just like mean mugging the lich, like as they're walking.
3: <laughs> I mean they're My like, friends. The the Lich is is a bone man, so incapable of making any sort of expression. It just follows.
2: Professor Scant.
3: Hello. What
2: can you tell me about this lich when they were more lichy? Like what what are they famous for? What did they do?
3: Oh, well, they were the leader of Ariel for a time. Uh, he had eight apprentices and they made up the Arcane Octad.
1: Did any of the things that he did involve space?
3: You mean like stars and planets mm-hmm. and things? Yeah. It's possible. I haven't read the entirety of his uh writings or research uh just on account of the fact that we haven't been able to get a hold of it yet but that's going to be very exciting when we do
2: right of course um i just they seem very interested with someone who is a part of my friend heart. And I think that might be why they're following the lich is following us. And I, do you know when you read something that's really difficult to understand, and sometimes you need to take time to process it before you understand exactly what it is you just read? Do you ever have that feeling? Yes. Right. So I'm just trying to process that information, and sometimes having other information makes that a little easier, like puzzle pieces being fit together.
3: Mm, I see. Well, I don't know if I actually understand that. Just on account of the fact that Professor Orbs, like their knowledge works a little bit differently. Just in the sense that, well, I'm an expert in a number of things, but I'm kind of only an expert in those things. In everything right. else, you might consider me a moron.
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that. Maybe just a beginner student in other things. Um, But I just thought I would check to see if there was anything related to the sky or stars that this lich was particularly known for, because maybe that's a tie to why they're so interested in, in Burning Star.
3: Well, I do know that there was an observatory in Eriolarthus. It's entirely possible that he took up stargazing as Wait, a hobby. What, what is,
2: is the, would the observatory be in ruins here?
3: Possible. A lot of things got destroyed.
2: I don't know. Just hey, hey Corey. It. Yes. Did we see? <coughs> did we see anything that would be like an observatory? While we were gathering things. No, just the library.
1: And the other. The one with the
2: hands. And the hags. I don't know. Just maybe there might be some information there. But I guess we've got bigger things to deal with than uh, Demi Lich following Burning Star. And Burning Star being out in non-scary
3: combat mode. Well, maybe when we're done doing whatever we're doing right now, we can go and check it out.
5: Mhm.
2: Yeah. Uh, of course
1: possibly Tori's just going through her notes of like the eight steps that have to be taken So I think she got the notes from uh Berlin, and she's the one that compiled them together
3: mm-hmm. Um as you get uh closer and closer to the center of the city uh where this enormous spire stands um and this uh, cold glow uh, at the base of it. Uh, it seems to beckon you forward um, as you become pretty certain that's where the Mithalar uh, must be, is at the base of this spire. Um, you eventually come to a place that looks pretty prominent. Um, it is essentially a courtyard, uh, sort of just at the base of this spire, Um, and when you stand under it you can just see how absolutely immense it is uh, standing before you. Um, And as you do get closer to the spire you can see uh, the dome that makes up the force field that bars your entry.
6: Is there any sign of the limb anywhere? Make me a perception check. Oh, boy. This went so well last time. And
2: not bad. 21.
3: Uh, You see some footprints in the snow. Um, It is a woman's sized footprints. They look pretty fresh. uh, But the most damning evidence is the kobold footprints that seem to be trailing them.
2: Are they going towards the force field?
3: Or? I don't think that you can
6: necessarily determine how long ago she was here, just that Mm -hmm. she was here. I wish my telepathy had... Oh! It does have a range.
2: I know, but I wish I had a bigger range. Corey, listen, I... I can send Valin a message to let her know that we're not back where we were, but in in doing so, I uh,
6: I would have to use some of my magic for the day. I'm just trying to
2: ascertain whether or not you think that's worth it.
1: Corey's going to take out her spellbook. And um, without saying anything, she is going to rip out uh, a page Um, and uh, she folds it up almost origami style into a snowflake and whispers something to it and kind of just blows on it. So it kind of disappears and moves throughout uh, the city. And she's sending Villain a message that says we're no longer there. Where are you? Uh,
3: You're casting sending? Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, I want to say that this like origami snowflake just sort of like zips through the city, uh, almost like a ninja star. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a, a moment's silence. Um, and then it comes, uh, whisking back at you. Um, and it like comes directly at you. And I want to say that you like catch it.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, and the message is like immediately like transferred into your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) essentially she says, I gathered, you do realize avarice is in the city. Where are you now?
1: Bitch, I can't respond. I have the one sending. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: That's the message you get. Yep. Uh,
1: I I mean, she'll translate the message uh, to... It sounds
3: a bit irritated, and (laughs) there is a level of panic to that voice.
2: Listen, Valen has outsmarted us before. I am doubting her intelligence to figure out that we would go to where we need to cast the ritual. She'll figure it out. And if she happens to run into Avarice in the meantime, and, you know, a battle ensues, that's not our fault. But You know? Um, so I think that we should just go so that we can get there and I can start the ritual.
1: You're not starting the ritual?
2: Corey, I need you to protect me. I know that I have a she'll kind of like hushedly whisper to Corey. I have a tense relationship with Burning Star, obviously. And while I would be lying if I said I fully trusted them to protect me if it's against whatever goal that they have. So while I'm doing this ritual, like I I need you to protect Heart and Burning Star too, and me and the Cobalt babies. Lydia,
1: you only have, you rely on magic more than I do. Creating, doing this ritual will take up most of your magic. I can still fight without my magic.
2: I have my gun, which as we've proven, is very effective. But it's not effective up close and, and personal like your fighting is. If something happens to me, I need you to I need to know that you can get heart out of here safely. And I don't think that I could do that if the roles were reversed. But what I can do take care of this ritual I know I can do it I wouldn't be putting myself in a place of danger if I didn't know that you'd be there to protect me
1: Lydia I get that but we don't know how much this ritual is going to take out of a person
6: you've carried
2: me out of worse I have I can't carry you I mean this in the most respectful way possible. You are very heavy. In like an all muscles kind of way. Um, If
1: something happens to me,
6: Lydia, there's no one that I need to go back to.
1: You have your family. You have your brother. Hart has his brother.
2: You're wrong though. One, because my family is your family too now. And you have so many people that would miss you if you weren't there. You have to go back and make sure to take care of your master now that we know how to do that.
6: You can do that for me. Listen, I just, I know that a
2: lot of the time, you and I tend to depend on each other because, it's a difficult situation with Heart and with Burning Star, and I can't even begin to approach that, but I I love Heart with all of my heart, and I love you with all of my heart, and I care for Burning Star very much. I just don't trust their motives when something else is shiny and distracting, and by shiny and distracting, I mean
6: undead and looming, um, What's going to happen we have to face that
1: cult and we have to face the living and you don't have any more magic?
6: Well, I have my gun and I have my mace and I have my weasel. And I have, I always have at least a little bit of magic. And I know mm. that when I'm with you and with heart slash burning star, that we can do anything. Look how far we've come already. So what we need to do right now is focus
2: on the ritual, which I can do. And I know that you can protect me if the Lynn decides to hop up and start trying to become a lich herself or Avacyn decides to be a hot tiefling and attack me while I'm trying to complete this ritual or burning star pokes the Demi-Lich the wrong way and it decides to try and eat me. I can't guarantee that I'd be able to protect you from that, but...
1: Don't give yourself enough credit. You know that, right?
2: I'm just a gnome with a gun.
1: No, you're not.
3: As you're, as you're oh. speaking, uh, there's a tremor that just kind of moves through the ground.
2: We gotta go. You don't have time to fight me on this. Okay? Just
6: let me do what I'm supposed to do. Protect me from them, not the ritual. Corey's going to,
1: uh, stand back up. (laughs) Um...
2: I'm assuming if we'd stopped for any significant amount of time, has Burning Star just walked back up face to face with the Demi-Lich?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: If you let go of his hand, yeah, he's definitely just like, yeah. so you want to fucking go throw (laughs) hams? (laughs) Uh,
3: Well, Burning Star has had to like go and like walk into a corner to do so uh, as the Lich is just sort of standing in a shadow of a building.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Um, for um, Corey's going to look at Lydia and just say, "Start the ritual," and then they're going to uh, reach over to Hart and pull them towards her. Uh, and opening um, her book, she will take out another page and. Um, crush the page uh between their hands and then um as they kind of like slide their hands together it turns into almost strings uh and she starts um turning them into different structures you know when you have that um i forgot what they name cat's is. cradle cat's cradle kind of like that um, and there's a shimmer that appears over them as she casts hallucinatory terrain for it to look like they're not there, and that there's a, a big crack and chasm about, uh, 50 to 100 feet away from the entry of this place. Hmm. All right.
3: Uh, and as you do that, there's another tremor that, uh, moves through the, uh, ground, um, and it's a lot more shuddery this time, um. It feels as though something large is moving on the other side of the city.
6: That's not good. I have big feet. Shadow
1: jutsu. I can't do that myself.
5: (laughs) (sighs) Cats (laughs) and (laughs) cats.
3: And no, like we this. Indoor. Uh what's your spell save DC? Uh, uh,
1: sh- for Hell's torturing, uh,
3: Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity.
1: Uh so uh, guess my spell save DC. Um, 15. So I have to make an intelligence uh save, I believe. Or is it just check?
3: Uh, it's uh it's just a investigation check.
1: Yeah, that's a check.
3: That'll be relevant when it's relevant.
1: I know. I know. Uh, I tried my best.
3: Okay. Um, so Lydia is going to do the ritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So...
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's
0: reveal the ritual together, shall we? (laughs)
3: That sounds like fun.
0: All right. Well, first things first. Shield thy heart with a wand from the nether oak.
1: Abjuration.
0: Second, summon a flame in the palm of your hand.
1: Conjuration.
0: Third, a burnt palm loosens the tongue. Shed a secret about yourself for all to hear.
1: I don't know which one that
0: is. Uh, That we did not write down. Fourth, coax a secret from another.
1: Enchantment.
0: Fifth, quench the flame in thy palm with ice.
1: Evocation. Sixth,
0: hide thyself behind a mask.
1: Illusion.
0: Seventh, trace a circle with the ashes of the dead.
1: Necromancy. And eighth,
0: Stand firm in thy circle of death and consume poison.
1: Transmutation. You know what? That would be divination. That Divi- is the only the one that's yeah. <laughs> thank you, Levi. Thank you.
3: Hell yeah. God, we can always uh, count on Levi. So, um, Lydia stands in the uh, center of the courtyard and begins the ritual. Um, mm-hmm. The first instruction is to first shield thy heart with a a wand from the nether oak what does lydia do uh
2: lydia will stand there and just before she does she gives each one of the kobolds a little kiss on the top of the forehead Mm -hmm. um we have bait and uh trout with us currently Um, and then she also hands each of them she hands each of them little throwing knives from her pack,
5: <laughs>
2: so that they are armed. All right. And be careful with these, please. Do not not to use on each other. Only if enemies attack us.
4: They like,
3: look at each other and then <laughs> nod uh, feverishly at you um, fervently, and then she will just go and hug Corey's leg
2: just 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 for a second or he's gonna pick her up and just give her a big bear hug and,
1: and then kiss on the top of her head
2: she walks. lydia walks up to burning star opens the palm of their hand puts a cookie in it and then walks to where she's doing the um doing the ritual and using the wand um she will uh, Lydia is assuming that these uh, things are going to be more in the spirit of what they're asking um, all right so you but I would cast um, through the wand cast spare the
3: dying um, on myself. Okay. Um, you, if that would work, I don't know. you take out that wand, um, mm-hmm. and you can feel the hum of magic, uh, almost mm-hmm. as though you had, like, struck a tuning fork, uh, though you have not made any, like, move to actually cast Spare the Dying yet, uh, you can feel that humming, um, and as you Pull out the wand and just sort of hold it out in front of you. Get ready to cast that. Um, there is a um, a light uh, in your periphery. Uh, and looking up, you can see that there are a pair of eyes just sort of glowing green. Um, and for a moment, you know, there's like that predatory, like, huh! you know, but like you realize that it's actually a statue um, whose eyes have lit up. Green should be good, right?
1: Sure,
2: just continue. You got this. Okay. Summon a flame in the palm of your hand. And um, Ly- so Lydia has sacred flame, which is normally a ranged thing. But what she'll do is she'll hold her hands apart and sort of pass the flame back and forth. Because um, it's a little different than burning hands.
3: Okay. Okay um a second pair of eyes uh lights up on the other side of you um as it seems that these statues are literally just appearing out of thin air uh, uh these statues look like Netherese wizards but each one seems to be unique third a
2: burnt palm loosens the tongue Shed a secret about yourself for all to hear. Um, and as you see the this flame bouncing between Lydia's hands, she looks up with tears in her eyes as she looks at Kawori and what I'm assuming is the back of Burning Hearts or Burning Stars' skull, as they are probably eye to eye with the Lich again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just says. I died that day. I. Lydia died that day in the snow when we got separated. I promise you I'm Lydia, but I also promise
3: you that I am very dead. Third statue appears.
2: Corey. Burning Star is a little busy right now, so I'm going to need a secret from you, please, for this next one.
1: Out of everything with faced, I am most scared about losing you and hearts.
3: A fourth statue appears.
2: fifth, quench the flame in thy palm, a palm with ice."
3: Uh, as you say that, there is another shudder uh, much closer than before. Uh, and quarry. you can see an entire building just begin to slide out of view. Um, and as it descends beyond the building line, uh, like there are a few buildings between you and this other building. Um, it just sort of soundlessly falls and then there is a loud crashing noise as uh there are reverberations through the ground um and you can feel the entire city just sort of rock in its moorings as it falls
1: lydia i need you to hurry up yeah um <sighs> grab some snow, put it
5: on
2: your. yeah palm. i was just gonna say i don't have any ice so she will like slam her palms into the ice on the ground a fifth statue appears. Um, sixth, hide thyself uh, behind a mask. And Lydia um, will... I'm just making sure that I actually went through and clicked prepare on this because I knew what I was going to have to do. Uh, um, I.
3: Hold on. Pardon me. A little moment while Lydia digs through her bag. Yep. As you're, as you're scrambling to finish the ritual, uh, Kawori, you can hear the shouting of men behind you, um, getting closer than is comfortable.
1: Uh, do, uh, um, Corey is going to, do we know if this has to be by
3: one person? Um, conferring with, uh, what's-his-nose, um, Professor Scant, uh, conferring with Professor Scant, um, <laughs> I think that you come to the conclusion that somebody else could step in. No, it's, it,
2: it I, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, Yeah, I remembered what I was gonna do, and then you see Lydia vanish as I cast greater invisibility upon myself.
3: A sixth statue appears, um, and as Lydia disappears, uh, there's the sound of uh, approaching footsteps um, and uh, the blast of magic. Um, you can hear rubble as something uh, as evidently like some like magic bolt of some sort uh, is just like missing its target and hitting uh, hitting buildings. Um, Around the corner comes Valyn, who—I'll um, roll one more time to see if she actually catches this. Oh yeah, okay, she figures this out. Um, sees past this hallucinatory terrain, uh, on account of the fact that she has been here before, mm-hmm. um, and this definitely wasn't here before. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she comes running in past your hallucinatory terrain, um, and just sort of like halts where she is it seems that she has been chased to where she is Mm -hmm. um and she hisses at you kawori um of course you're here
2: where else would we be evelyn while this is happening you just see a trail of ash
3: being put in a
2: circle by this invisible lydia uh for
3: the seventh portion she got to you didn't she You're working with her now!
1: Why would we be working with her?
3: I know what she's like. She'd say anything to get you to work with her.
1: Yeah, and we know that.
3: Do you even realize what she wants to do? No, that's why we're not working with her! Her Devil Lord is frozen in ice! The thing that you're trying to get is basically a giant sun! there is another uh drink rumble. the alcohol lydia there's another <laughs> rumble behind you as the uh, uh, like you see like a piece of the building like directly behind you shear off and begin to fall lydia grabs the flask from her pouch and just starts chugging um burning star you only have to drink once The Demi Lich is not reacting well to the building beginning to fall down around it. Um, You see it turn around um, and begin to do that shudder again. Um, And Lydia, as the uh, bottle uh, meets your lips, uh, you are all met with an ear piercing shriek as the Demi Lich goes off. And I think that's where we're going to go on our break. Oh,
0: good. This is great. Look what happens when we drink in tunnels. You learn your lesson, maybe. But we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. Don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice somebody did already during the show. Thank you, anonymous. uh, I think you bought a shirt. Thank you and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back. Hello everybody and welcome to the second half of our finale of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I would like to say first and foremost, LB Hack'em up. Thank you so much for the raid. I hope Woo. that your uh w- your soon to be heroes game, your masks game is going well. Um As we were told on the break by our lovely DM, X is about to give it to us, so Danae, take us away.
3: Uh, Well, when we last left off, um, that Demi-Lich got awfully agitated uh, about this building beginning to fall down behind him. Uh, Valin has showed up, uh, pursued by something, um, and Lydia was just about to finish the ritual, um, and the Demi-Lich... Let out a scream. Uh, everybody give me a Constitution saving throw. Oh, we're getting yes. right into
2: it, right into oh, it.
3: Jesus. Oh, heck yeah.
0: Oh, hecky. This one?
2: 46.
3: Holy, holy shit. Okay.
1: <laughs> I rolled an 18 and a half plus 8.
3: Uh, constitution
1: 17.
2: Okay.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am going to use one of my Wheel Cosmic Omens for this. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Also a 17.
3: Cool. Um, So the bad thing does not happen to you. Um, On a successful save, uh, you are frightened until the end of your next turn. Um, There is just an inhuman screech that emits from the non-existent Uh, throat of this skull Um, and it permeates to your bones Um, Valin should probably make that safe too (laughs) oh no I hadn't considered this
0: kobolds do you want us to roll the kobolds I'm not worried about the kobolds they're fine they're terrified anyways Uh, Valin faints
3: just falls to the ground, like her legs crumple out from underneath her, uh, and she falls.
1: I was about to, got to
5: bring
2: up the glitch thing, goddammit. Well, I mean temporarily uh not our problem right now.
3: <laughs> just a couple uh, dino- Um uh, you see a number of uh figures beginning to appear uh around the rubble of that building that just fell over.
6: Time to go! Uh,
2: is the barrier down?
3: Uh, you managed to take a swig of that alcohol.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, eighth statue appears. Barrier goes...
1: Is there a way to
3: shut this barrier up again? Damn, that's a good question. <laughs> but y'all are 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 pretty intent on running in Yeah. Uh, she's got of course anybody gonna grab anybody grabbing burning star oh, oh yeah. yeah
1: Corey's grabbing lid and burning star why are we breaking lid?
3: because the cobbles are only going to follow her no they will follow me
0: um, <laughs> the breed
3: as you are arguing, the demi lich lets out another screech. Not like a an actual. We're running like, and arguing. Like, like it's it's like literally just doing that. Like, yeah, you ever seen like a uh, Legend of Zelda? Those like flame skulls that fly around yeah, and yeah, they yeah, skulls just go yeah, like yeah. Uh, ah. it, it's just one hundred percent freaking out, uh, and you can see that. I'll, I'll even say that there's like smoke beginning to emit uh, from its corpus it's
1: what it's corpus corpus Corpus?
3: it's body it's head yeah well i mean like i I realized that the word that uh, that was about to come out of my mouth was head and i was like what's a fancier sounding word for a demi lich's it's noggin. It's, it's noggin. noggin. Yep, that's, that's the scientific phrase. <laughs> yep. It's cr-18cr cr- cr- CR noggin. Are you moving? <laughs> yeah, we big leggy running.
1: <laughs> big leggy running. Big leggy running. Is Cory with us?
3: Yeah. Is Valen coming with you? Yeah, they said uh, they were picking up yeah. Valen.
1: Li- Cory put Lydia in her on her little back thing.
3: Uh, and grabbing Hart's hand and threw Valin over her shoulders. Just big lucky like Ron. All right, uh, you guys are heading for uh, the interior of this spire. Uh, a number of things happens uh, at once. Um, you see some people start to like come around uh, and like are, come around the uh, wreckage of this building that just fell over. Um, It's a number of cultists that you have seen before. Um, They were attacking you, and uh, as you know uh avarice has now taken over this cult uh, there was a coup etc etc they like you start to see these guys coming around the corner um and they're like pointing at you and then they're all like forget them look at that and they're like pointing at the demi lich uh and they're all starting to like realize what's going on um and then you see avarice appear around the corner uh just sort of like quickly assess what's going on here um and she points in your direction and says don't let them get away. Way uh, and you t- see two gargoyles take wing behind her uh, and start making a beeline for you. Um, so you're running for uh, the interior of the spire. Uh, these gargoyles are quickly gaining because of their flight speed uh, when suddenly um, a shadow falls over you uh, and you hear grinding metal as um, <laughs> that, that golem that you saw before uh, just like jumps down off of the spire and just absolutely like flat-palmed smacks those gargoyles out of the sky and directly into the ground. Um, And he turns around uh, and you can see like there's this empty head uh, where the golem's head should be. Uh, And you see like the little uh, cowboy hat like poke up briefly Um, and he throws an amulet uh, at you, Kawori. And he says, get this to Roberta, she'll know what to do. Uh, And then he turns around and like takes a swing at a cultist that's running at him.
1: Fuck yeah, Design! (laughs) And puts it in her inner pocket. Food pocket. Uh,
3: That Demi-Lich screeches again and you can see a number of cultists fall. uh, And then you are within the spire. There is the sound of clamor happening out there um the little the kobolds are like pitter pattering their little clawed feet uh after you uh you find yourself in a it's cathedral-esque like the ceilings are are high uh there are these uh, vaulted arches uh, that have, that you've come to recognize as uh, Netherese construction. Um, and Professor Scant is absolutely losing his mind over what he's looking at. Um, it appears that uh, you can actually like see, uh, let's see, how can I best describe this? The path before you uh, ends with Uh, This sort of like tall frosted glass, um, just like wall, uh, that like has these uh, tall iron bars uh, that sort of like make up multiple panels, Um, and the path continues to your right and sort of curves to the left. So like as you, and as you come forward, you can see beyond the frosted glass, there's this uh, enormous uh, bright light uh, that seems to be deeper within the spire.
1: Big leggy, run.
2: We're going, we're going. You keep on oh, running.
3: Oh, the common. You keep on running, uh, into the building. And as you, as you run, uh, the turn keeps on, uh, going left, um, and it's, you begin to realize that like you, you're just running forward and slightly to the left, and that turn begins to grow tighter as you come to realize that you are running in a spiral, essentially, essentially uh, into the center of the spire. Um, and just before uh, the spiral sort of like turns in on itself, um, on your right, there is a uh, room that sort of opens up and like you can see that there is uh like desks and bookshelves and it's all kind of in disarray you run right past it um and professor scant just stops dead and he goes oh and like zooms in there (laughs) excited excited professor Orp noises professor
1: scant we don't
3: have time (laughs) But I, but there's just and I, I, I just wanted to. <gasps> Professor Scott, please. After,
1: after Corey's gonna go in, put put, like however many books she can into that bag. It's like you can read them after.
3: You like so you take like a scoop of like books and scrolls and things and throw them into your bag and say yeah. you can read after. Yeah. Uh, and then start running again. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to be fun to look at later. Okay, uh, you continue to run in this uh, spiral as it goes inward. Um, it has a very, like, imagine if... Ha- have you guys ever seen a cross-section of a Nautilus shell?
1: Yes, it's like... Um, the-
3: That that's essentially like if you that that's this is essentially the kind of map that you're looking at. So imagine if you were inside a Nautilus shell and it was also kind of a house of mirrors.
1: Mm, I don't like it.
3: Cool. And also kind of a cathedral, like all of those things at once. I love that.
1: (laughs) I hate it. (laughs)
3: It's very, very. Oh, I don't know who's the who's the guy that did all of the artwork for uh, Alien? Geiger. Yeah, it's very it's very Geiger. Uh anyway, so you continue to run uh mm-hmm. through this spiral and as you do so, um the clamor that's happening outside, um it does not cease, but it grows more muffled. Um and I do you would you slow down at, at all during this run or like it's just full on sprint the entire way?
1: It's it's um I, I would say feel like at some point she would slow down to kind of catch her bearings and see where they're running into to make sure she doesn't just ran smack first into
3: a fucking sun sure thing um yeah as you as you're moving uh i imagine that you eventually like come to like just sort of a swift walk um there appears to be one direction and it is forward uh as it spirals ever inward um this seems to transcend space and time a little bit like it doesn't necessarily like the the space that you're moving through doesn't feel like it makes sense um and just when you start to like worry that you're like caught in some sort of arcane trap or something like that um suddenly the wall to your left uh, gives way to uh, and like uh, uh, this. This spiral becomes like tighter and tighter uh, until finally you pull a, a really tight left turn. It's almost ninety degrees, uh, and then it opens up into a chamber much larger than that spiral would have been able to mm-hmm. circumnavigate. Mm-hmm. Um, this chamber is quite tall. Um, and it has a, uh, a cold blue light to it. Uh, nethery structures tend to be made out of, uh, sort of black metal. Um, and there is, uh, a, a soft reflection coming from the glass of the, uh, walls that surround it. Um, and then it just sort of like cur- like the roof sort of curves inward until it abruptly gives way to, um a a shaft that goes directly all the way up the spire it seems and in the center of the room uh about 20 feet in diameter is a floating glowing ball how
2: the fuck are we supposed to grab this how how, sorry how big is the ball 20
1: 20
3: feet in diameter about 20 feet in diameter
1: um, I can't, I can fly up there, but I nope, can't no, lift no. that. Uh, is there any any sort of inscriptions or pla- uh, pla- plaques, plaques? plaques. Uh, or any sort of instruction manual on this thing?
3: <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Did I the Demi
0: Lich follow us this whole way?
3: Uh, the Demi Lich stayed outside to engage in the immediate threat.
0: I told you he uh, was a friend.
1: non-natural 20 sure
3: that time bomb was your friend yeah
1: yeah
0: wouldn't be the first time
3: Uh, non-natural 20 yes 17 plus three holy shit all right fuck um Well, what are you doing exactly?
1: Uh, they are investigating the room, seeing if there's any inscriptions or any sort of mechanism that, um, control this orb.
3: Okay. Um, approaching it, it seems to be floating of its own volition. Um, as soon as you walk in, um, Professor Scant, like, well, I, I assume that Professor Scant was, like, slowly floating Mm -hmm. after you. So, like, a few moments after you enter the room, Professor Scant finally, like, uh, comes in after you and immediately just starts, like, uh, shouting adjectives about how fantastic this, this looks, um, before he's able to, like, articulate enough, uh, how, cool it is to be in the presence of the Yithrin Mithalar.
1: Would you happen to know how to downsize it and carry it, make it pocket-sized?
3: Oh, it can't be made pocket-sized! Ah, oh, shit. Ah, but those who are attuned to it, uh, they were able to move it around, it will! How do you attune to it? It's a good question. Uh, as you are ruminating on this, um, Burning Star she's here
0: <laughs> and i know where in it i think burning star will go up to it and just like extend, like hand raised up and you can see that as they do um like cookie bits fall out of the hand and they just like extend their hand out and burning star will attempt to begin the attunement process
3: all right um you reach out um and your hand nearly makes contact uh with its radiant surface um when there is a shutter that goes through the room, and everybody can feel it, like, the temperature in the room drops about, like, 10 degrees, um, as she's not happy to see you.
0: Yeah. Um...
3: In fact, I'm going to say that there's, like, a, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, a force push. Like, there, there is, like, a concussive burst that comes Gosh. from it that like sort of, skidding. like, yeah, like, just, um, and as you, like, recover from that, um, and, like, Professor Scant literally just, like, smacks into a wall and falls oh no. down, um, just tin can noise. Just Mm -hmm. clang, bonk. Um, As you're recovering from that, uh, there's kind of a shuffling sound of earth moving on the other side of the mithilar.
1: If I look around it, uh, what do I see?
3: You can see earth and stone moving. Uh, this entire place is is pretty much wrecked to shit, just like everything in Yithrin. Um, but you can see, like, cobbles and tiles beginning to move. Uh, there is a... a thrust from underneath the ground. Um, and you can see, like, the surface begins to sort of buckle and make way for something underneath it uh, and then there's like a moment of silence and then there is another thrust as something begins to crawl its way out of the ground what
1: does it uh, look like in the meantime corey's just reaching her hand to the sun
3: so it has been several weeks since i described this thing before uh, and i would not fault you for forgetting about it but there was something that appeared to be a statue when you first entered yathryn proper um it was strange looking it did not seem to have a face like you thought maybe at the time that somebody had chiseled the face off of it but as you lay eyes on this particular creature, you realize that it was not fashioned with a face to begin with. Um, This thing is about 20 feet tall, as it begins to pull itself up out of the ground. Um, And its limbs are wrong. The proportions are not correct. Um, And as you see it lift one knife-like elbow up out of the ground, Um, that elbow is followed by a spindly forearm uh, that looks like it's made out of twisted iron. Um, And (laughs) That forearm is followed by a fist that is equally gnarled, uh, that is holding on to a long, thin hammer that seems to be made out of the same material as its skin. Um, And it yanks a foot up out of the ground, and as it does so... So uh, uh, imagine a potato. Okay. Go on. Now imagine that you have sliced through it with a dull knife and haven't quite gotten through all of it. Um, And then, like, take the top of that potato and kind of, like, pull it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's what this thing's torso does. And inside that torso is rows and rows of teeth. (laughs) I love this.
0: I can only get so aroused on stream.
3: <laughs> it's time for some initiative.
2: Do you have a picture of this thing? Uh, Kawori, you have uh, advantage on your initiative from Vigilant Blessing from Lydia. Okay.
3: Um, as uh, this thing lifts itself up out of the ground, um, the Mithalar itself seems to dim uh and the light becomes much bluer and colder um and just sort of like spotlights of light begin to sort of circle out of it in sort of like random arrays uh and one spotlight sort of lands on the creature and the creature just sort of turns its body towards that spotlight uh seems to regard it and then turns itself towards you guys uh what was that initiative Twelve for Corey. Burning star?
0: Eleven.
3: Lydia? Uh twelve. All right, uh and this thing got nineteen. Oh, it's been so long. How do I sort this again?
0: If it's on Google Sheets, uh, it's on the very last menu that's sort by other options or other cell options. Sort range,
3: there we go, yeah. okay. Did they change
0: that? They did, yeah. It, it Within oh. like the last like two weeks, it's really, oh. like they just moved it to a sub option or to a uh, sub menu.
3: Just specifically to mess with me. Yeah, All just right. to fuck with us, it's fine okay um i can i'm gonna go ahead and paste this picture uh where do you want it rhyme of the frost maiden questions for the the courts courts. okay i can do that this thing's fun (laughs) (laughs) no we can talk about it later oh let's not talk about it it. um oh yeah and i forgot to talk about how it's got like these kind of like digitigrade leggies uh, and its head looks kind of like an executioner's hood if the burlap of the hood was also its flesh.
0: I love that <laughs> for them. <laughs> it's not okay. the wind they think it is.
3: <laughs> it's not. Um, um, I think that it is compelled to go after... um what she says so this thing is going to move towards yep i expected that and all right this thing is huge sized by the way Um, of course it is it's going to move towards burning star and as it does so um you ever see like videos of giraffes um, where they kind of look like they're lo- moving in slow motion, and then you see them, like, moving in, like, comparison to a car, and it turns out they're going, like, 30 miles an hour, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, they look so slow, but they are going so fast. Um, it does that, uh, towards Burning Star, and it swings that hammer around. Uh, it's coming for you, buddy. Does it, a thir- uh, 13 probably doesn't hit you, though. It
0: barely misses.
3: All right. Um <laughs> Okay, uh, and then it's going to uh try and get you with its claws uh from the other hand. uh, a dirty 20. Yeah, that'll do. All right, that's gonna be 14 slashing damage for you, my friend.
0: Anything else? That's it. No jazz hands. okay, 14. I can take that. That's fine. All right, uh, it is Lydia's turn now.
2: All right, clarified question, DM. So big, big old ball, you know, big old round spherical thing that, you know, ends. Floating. Yeah, and it's supposed to, you know, like end the endless winter, you know, that sort of thing. Is it emitting light?
3: Um, kind of a cold light at this point. Would we still be considered in dim light? Yes. I I would 100% say that it's dim light. Thank God, because I can. Especially since, especially since you entered the room, it it like it started to emit much less light once you entered the room. Cool, because
2: it I can only fly in dim or no light. So I was like, oh, wait a second here. Um, So uh, as bonus action, you see Lydia undo her cape as usual and. The very familiar now raven wings sprout from her shoulders uh, as I am going to stay very close to Corey, but just up a little bit, like 20 feet type deal. Um, And so that's that. And then for my action, you see a soft lavender fog start to emit from the center of lydia's clasp and i am going to use my twilight sanctuary so um everyone within 30 feet well creatures i choose within 30 feet of me um if you end your turn within 30 feet of me you get 1d6 plus 10 temporary hit points i'll write it in the chat for you guys um or you can end an effect causing charmed or frightened automatically at the end of if you end your turn and I will write it in the chat uh, 1d6 plus 10 end of turn so just and those temp hit points will keep refreshing if you stay in z light lavender and silver flecked fog okay well that's my that's my turn I'm flying here's it's getting a little foggy
3: that's Lydia. Uh, now it's Kawari with hard on deck.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, questions. Uh, I have two weapon fighting. Does okay. that mean as a bonus action, I can hit with a weapon without the modifier in damage?
0: The... Um, I believe that to have two weapon... an offhand weapon in order to do so, you can't like use the same weapon if yeah, you're yeah, two hand.
1: That that's fine, but I would have to hit twice. Or not just with an offhand weapon.
0: You have to declare an attack with an offhand weapon. You don't okay. have to hit with the first attack specifically because the okay. offhand weapon attack is a bonus action. Yeah,
3: specifically, I... specifically what two weapon fighting does for you is that uh, it makes it so that your bonus action attack that you make with a an offhand weapon, you can add your modifier to it.
1: Okay as far as damage
3: goes, because typically you cannot add your modifier to an offhand weapon attack.
1: I have uh, uh, a small knife, would I be able to make a weapon attack as an offhand weapon with a bonus action first? Yeah,
3: you can do your actions in any order.
1: Okay. So I'm going to use my small knife to <laughs> make an offhand attack first. Um, I would do. Should I just use a regular dagger? Uh, stats. Yeah. Okay. That's a plus five. Uh, so that's um, seventeen
3: to hit. A seventeen will hit.
1: Okay, and that's a D4. Um, And I don't add uh, my strength to it, do I?
3: You do. If you have two weapon fighting, then you can add your strength to Uh, it.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Then that's... Okay, that's uh, two plus four. So six points of slashing damage. Then, right, I'm going to use Eldritch... Try, strike so when i hit a creature with a weapon attack has disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes against a spell i cast before the end of my next turn so i'm gonna use my action okay to... oh okay <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like wait no no, no i'm donks this is a yeah, big nope.
0: brain play I'm,
1: I'm uh, listening. and then she's gonna use her uh wizard uh book to cast slow
3: okay uh what sort of save does it need to do
1: it is a wisdom save DC 15 with disadvantage.
3: Okay. You are correct. Uh, I don't think a seven's going to make it. It is not. So, um, Corey, again, rips out
1: another page of this book after it throws the small knife at this creature. I feel like it's like this tiny knife just stuck in its shoulder. Uh, and uh, she holds the... Uh, page between her hands and then just slides them into this uh, oily substance. It turns into this oily substance that then uh, she, almost as if waterbed, and she kind of moves it around midair and just throws it at this creature as they cast slow. Uh, so I will give you the uh, what slow is if you'd like. Um, so yes. the target speed is halved. It takes a minus two penalty on AC and 30 saving throws. Okay. It can't use reactions. And on its turn, it can either use an action or a bonus action, but not both. Okay. Um, uh, regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or rage attack during its turn.
5: Damn. If the
1: creature attempts to cast a spell with a, a casting time of one action, roll a d20 on an 11 or higher, the spell does not take effect until the next turn. And it must use this action on that turn to complete the spell. So it takes two turns to complete a spell. Uh, If it can't, the spell is wasted. So if it's interrupted, uh, it's wasted. But the creature affected by the spell can make another wisdom saving throw at the end of this turn.
3: Cool.
1: I will put this in the Zoom chat.
3: So this is save ends, essentially. That's
1: that's pretty damn good. Shit. Uh, And with that, Kaori is going to use her... um, Boop, 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 boop. Um accent <laughs> surge to take one additional action on her turn, and she's gonna attack twice.
3: All right.
4: My girl.
1: So I'm Thank so you. proud. Amazing. Uh I, this is she the biggest brain move I've this ever moment. made in any game. I swear to God. Um and so she's got her weapon's gonna appear out of frost and that uh, it's gonna be that plus two long sword. It's uh, let's see, she's got a two-handed. Uh, oh wait, no, not two-handed because she has a shield, So one-handed. That's gonna be 19 to hit. Um, does that hit?
3: A 19 definitely hits. Uh, I
1: was trying to find a D8. One second. Uh, So that is 6 plus 6. That's 12 points of slashing damage from a magical weapon. And then I get an extra attack. I got two attacks. And that's going to be 25 to hit.
3: 25 definitely hits.
1: (laughs) With uh, 11 points of slashing damage.
3: All right. What was the uh, damage on the first attack? I'm sorry. 12. 12. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay, then. So that happened.
1: I did it, guys.
3: (laughs) Holy shit. All right, it's Burning Star's turn.
0: So Burning Star looks at this large (laughs) thing that just beat into it. Uh beat into them. Looks at the Mythalar. And since we are level 10, at the start of my turn. I can just shift my starry form without having to burn a wild shape so at the start of my turn burning star looks at these two things looks up at Lydia and then takes a wider stance and you see what look like two large wings extend from burning stars back as I shift into dragon form taking a page from Lydia's book Guess who also has a fly speed now? And I am going to slow. They can't take reactions. Mm-mm. Up and away, twenty feet back, because Goodbye. no attack of opportunity affecting mm-hmm. me. So I go twenty feet back into the sky. And I want to then... say it
3: tries to swing at you, but it's going in slow motion, so it misses
0: by a yep. mile. And then you see. I got you. Burning Star, like, arms go down with, like, in dragon form. And you see the fingers become a little bit more pointed. And you hear that kind of, like, rumbling noise that seems to come from Burning Star whenever he's in dragon form. But something different happens this time around. Burning Star normally is like a mask layer over heart, right? You see his jaw open. And that roar extends out of Burning Star with these, like, jagged-ass, like, mask-layer teeth that seem to be much larger, more extended than Hart's normal teeth. The jaw goes down a little bit lower. And as they do, these stars, bright and beautiful within them, extend out of the body. And I am going to summon a Draconic Spirit using my 5th level spell slot as these stars extend out the spirit is large sized to put that into perspective and so down on the ground next to biggin burning star from their center of mass just brings forth this dragon the thing with the dragon is though It does not look like the normal dragons that we have seen. There are like bits and pieces that seem to be like floating off of its scalp that are almost crystalline in nature. I'm choosing the gem dragon. Nice. Uh, Specifically, and I I have to make a point of this, I am choosing force as the damage type because now while the spirit is out burning star slash heart have resistance to force damage and the damage type that the draconic spirit would deal is force damage cool so awesome that is uh that's my action is to summon that forth. uh bonus action let me see if there's anything fun fresh and or sexy that i can do the answer is no That's fine. However, immediately going after me is the Draconic Spirit, uh, who gets a multi-attack. It's fun. Uh, So, uh, the Dragon Spirit is going to, as part of its multi-attack, make a... uh, It can make two rend attacks using its, like, celestial claws... Because, again, it is also made of star stuff that has been summoned. But that's a one. It doesn't matter. As cool as it is, it's fresh. It's still new at this. Um, Second attack from the Rend. Because uh, it gets uh, a number of attacks equal to the spell's level rounded down. Which, as a fifth level spell, means that it gets two attacks. That is a... 9 plus spell attack modifier for 16 to hit.
3: 16 is going to hit only because it is slowed.
0: Okay, excellent. And then it is going to take a total of 12 points of piercing damage. Okay. And then I need it to I need it to make a dexterity saving throw as my Cosmic Spirit Dragon rears back and exhales with its Breath Weapon. It gets a minus two to this because it's slowed. Eight. Eight? Okay, that is a fail. And it is going to be taking a total of... Seven points of Force Damage. Alrighty.
3: Anything else for you, my friend? Nah, that's it. Okay, holy shit. Um all right so on her turn okay um burning star make me a constitution saving throw okay
0: that is a seven for a total of ten but i'm going to use my wheel uh from cosmic omen that's the 12 in total.
3: Okay. Um, those spotlights uh, that have begun to radiate from the mytholar, um are like searching the room wildly, um, like a beholder's eyes. Uh, and one uh, locks in on you, Heart, and there is just a poof, like a, a flash, uh, almost like um, Almost like a like a camera flash, um, and you are blinded uh, until uh, the start of her turn, her next turn, um, and then she's going to attack you um, with advantage because you're blind. Yes,
0: I also forgot. I do get um, temp HP from Lydia. Cool. Just yeah, it's one
3: to... d six plus ten. Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't forget about that. Uh, dirty 20 is going to hit.
0: Yes. Uh,
3: and a 22 is also going to hit. So that is correct. To take, so you're going to take uh, 22 cold damage for the first attack. And 24 cold damage for the second one.
0: That's fine. Um... I, I maintain concentration on the dragon spirit.
3: Okay. So this happens in rapid succession, is that, like, those spotlights find you. There is the bright light, uh, and then that light focuses uh, into one, like, stark blue beam, um, and it does so twice, just like... Uh, and you feel like it's almost like, a, an, like an icicle has been, like, thrust through your your corpus uh <laughs> uh but it is it, it is merely cold concentrated light um it is the creature's turn it is slowed um and Kawari is what is next to it so it's going and to... a dragon and also a dragon you know what? That's the thing. Um it's it's slowed, so it's still reacting to the first thing that hit it. So it's going to um swing a hammer down at you, Kauri. Yeah, that's what it's going to use for that. Uh does a 19 hit you? Kauri. I mean it, sorry. It does. Okay, um, well that's fine. Uh, Corey, you're gonna take sixteen. I'll say force damage because it can choose to do that.
1: Okay.
3: Um, that's like, my HP, baby. <laughs> the the hammer smacks into you, uh, and there is just a con- like a sort of like a doom! sound, and then a concussive force that just. Pff! blasts through you uh like as think it makes contact
1: as it makes contact there's this spark of just purple twilight colored uh like reverberation as the 16h HP hpr used up so mm. she's fine
3: i love it all right uh lydia it's your turn
1: oh we can make another wisdom saving throw at the end of. oh you're turn. right i forgot it's
3: gonna do that uh natural 20 for a 22. Yeah, um so it follows through one. on its swing. Um and like suddenly is brought back into its uh its full speed uh and seems to finally notice the dragon. That's that, totally that fair. circling around it. All right, Lydia, it's your turn with Cory on deck. Uh just
2: to catch indoor up as well. Uh the uh creature is no longer slowed It oh, made it good. safe with a nat 20
3: so uh we can refer to it as a tomb tapper,
2: tomb a tapper. Tomb tapper. what That's a friendly a name Jolly. <laughs>
3: what
0: a nice boy
2: um seeing seeing heart uh well burning star summon this literal dragon uh you see almost like an idea light bulb go off above lydia's head uh, as she's floating and looking at Burning Star. Um, and she quickly rifles through her bag and pulls out um, this uh, gem, which is worth 500 gold pieces. Um, and just so we're clear on the monetary value of that. Mm-hmm. And clothes- This is sounding very familiar. Closes her hands around it um, before this light silver dust starts wrapping around her faster and faster. And this like the color of sunset just af- just after the sun has dropped down um, starts shining from behind her as you see two large wings unfurl and a all moonlight colored um celestial being with a big bow appears behind lydia uh, as she casts summon celestial summon celestial being um so (laughs) this is a very very similar situation as to what's going on. The Celestial will go immediately
3: following my turn. I see how it is. This thing was already, like,
2: outnumbered. Oh, these babies last an hour. <laughs> I'm keeping
3: her around. Holy shit.
2: Alright. Yeah,
0: mine too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're here to Mother- party. You motherfuckers. Alright.
2: Um, I would like to specify that she's taking the Avenger uh form. um, And just so that you are aware um, I'm trying to get the so it has 40 hit points
4: okay
2: dearest dm yes um but uh yeah same same deal as uh our new dragon friend takes its turn immediately after me following the initiative and has a two-attack multi-attack.
6: Okay.
2: Um, so you see as this celestial being bathed in moonlight appears behind Lydia, um, as it as it takes aim with this bow towards the creature, you see sort of the moonlight shift for a moment and instead of holding a bow it's holding a gun
0: <laughs> I am thou and thou art I Be not afraid of right.
2: uh, And it's going to take two shots at, uh, at the creature
3: <laughs> I did this to myself
2: <laughs> When you give a gnome a gun Okay, hold on, where's the
5: attack here?
2: Uh, oh oh, oh, shit fuck uh 26
3: to hit definitely hits
2: and 25 to hit Mm mm-hmm let's see some damage cool um uh 10
6: that would be 23
2: points of radiant damage total total all right holy shit um owie (laughs) as you just see two uh radiant bullets um emerge from behind lydia which she is very small and this is a size large celestial all
3: right um this thing is eerily quiet um you like have fought large creatures in the past. They usually like have some sort of like vocal response uh, to anything that like any sort of stimulus. You know, like maybe getting shot with a gun. Um, eerily quiet uh, up to this point, and it turns around and looks at you, Lydia, uh, and you see its face begin to sort of vibrate the way that a drum does, uh. Uh, and you just hear kind of a humming noise come from it. Corey, it's you with burning so, on deck.
1: Question DM, how much rubble is in this place and how big is the rubble around me? Uh probably enough for you to do whatever cool thing you're about to do? Cool. I'm going to uh, use my action to cast animate objects. Oh. <laughs> um and I'm going to use the rubble around me uh so um, as she rips out another page of this very fast becoming small book, um, she tears it apart and little flicks of paper go to different objects. Uh, there's a few moats that go to this one huge rock uh, and she's gonna use eight of those 10 creatures that she can make to make one huge creature and two medium creatures or one medium creature. Okay. Um, And um, let's see. Uh, So you see this this pieces of rubble kind of come to life. I kind of like to think they get little arms and legs that match their sort of like uh, object look. Uh, So it's like these uh, arms and legs made out of debris. One of them's huge size that it comes lumbering over to this creature as, uh, with her bonus action, she's gonna command all of them to attack it. Okay. Um, so, uh, the huge creature is gonna just lob a big ol' you, Have you seen, like, uh, in Breath of the Wild, the rock uh, uh, what's it called? it's Uh, like a talus or something. Talus, a rock talus, that's what I imagine it looked like, and then the medium ones look like the baby rock talus.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. It's just, like, made out of netheries, concrete, and rebar.
1: Yeah, um, so it is going to hit it, um, with one attack. They only have one, and that's going to be,
6: uh, map number 18 to hit, Yeah?
3: No? Yes, an 18 hits. Okay, I Sorry. Know if it, if it was... <laughs> My brain stopped working for a second there. Yes, 18 hits. Okay.
1: Uh, that is a, this is a big call. I had to do uh, a hard
3: reboot. Uh, what is, what is a
1: four and five? That's nine plus four. That's 13 points of damage. And the medium ones are also going to come and attack. The, well, the one medium ones are going to come and attack. And that's going to be, okay, uh, that's going to be a 23
3: to hit? hits, Uh, total hits.
1: (laughs) And um, that's going to be 6 plus 4, that's 10 plus 2, that's another 12 points of damage. Um, Awesome. So, uh, uh, okay. Make a single meta tire's future with effective, it's Make a slam attack with an attack bonus and bludgeoning damage determined by its size. So it's bludgeoning damage. Uh, All
3: right. It does not have resistance to that.
1: Yeah. So that's what happens. We said we're going to summon everything.
3: Yeah. Holy shit. All the summons are on the board, y'all. Yeah. Uh, anything else for you?
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> that was it. <laughs>
1: Those
3: are right. her
2: actions.
0: All right, it's Burning Star now. So Burning Star is going to stay in dragon form, uh, is going to then go... um, uh, He's going to go um, position himself in a way where um, I could get the Mithalar and the Tub Thumper uh, or whatever his fucking name is, the tomb toucher. uh Mr. Scary a chew tummy. Thumper. Yeah, that guy. Go on. uh in a cone. <laughs> uh, okay and then I'm going to use my second fifth level spell slot uh to cast cone of cold. However, I'm going to use a meta magic point to change cold to fire. Uh, and, uh, the way that this looks is that because Burning Star has this more, like, almost draconic look to him, um, you see, like, a deep inhale, and rather than casting magic through their hands, this cone of cold slash fire is just, like, a breath weapon coming from Burning Star towards the two of them. So, I need both of them, the Mythalar and, uh, Tub Thumper, Chumbawumba. Uh, to make constitution saving throws. Okay.
3: Uh, I'm going to save you some time uh, with the tomb tapper because it is immune to fire. Well. What did you uh, but you said you said dexterity saving throw?
0: Constitution.
3: Constitution. Okay. Um
0: I got a 14 for the mithral. Okay, that is a fail so it is going to be taking, that's a lot of noise. 21 points of uh of fire damage okay and then as a bonus action i still can't do much of anything but i am a little bit lower to the ground uh at this point kind of like descend behind the um behind my dragon spirit and then at the end of my turn draconic spirit is its go Um, And it is going to use its two claw attacks. Does a 16 hit?
3: A 16 does? Wait, hold on. Is it it 16 against the Tomb Tapper? It is. Okay, it does not hit. Okay.
0: Second attack. That is a natural 20. Okay. For. 14 points of piercing damage and then I need it to make a dexterity saving throw
4: okay
3: uh it's 15
0: 15 okay that is a that is just enough so it will succeed however my dear friend Wumba is going to be taking 8 points of force damage okay all right has no resistance to that all right oh and then end of my turn i got 12 temporary hp um and then because the draconic spirit has its own pool of hp and is now within lydia's friend range uh it gets 11 temporary hp
3: okay uh at the beginning of her turn uh you are no longer blinded um and... Oh, fuck, right. I was blind, huh? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> don't worry about it. I got my hits in. Um, she is going to... You can see that these lights are beginning to move about uh, more erratically and in a more panicked fashion. Um, it seems to be trying to like just connect with anything that it possibly can. Um, the two biggest threats in the room right now are the dragon and the celestial. Uh, so I think the first one is going to attempt to blind the dragon, so I need a constitution saving throw.
0: Okay. That is probably not gonna be enough. That's a nine.
3: A nine does not make it. It's blinded until the beginning of her turn. Okay, it has Um, blind sense.
0: This is fine.
3: Oh yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it then. Um, she is going to attack. Uh, eight is not going to hit the dragon, but a 15 might hit the Celestial.
6: That is
2: correct.
3: All right. Wait, oh, actually,
2: no, sorry, it doesn't, it just misses.
3: Oh, well then, the Celestial is just barely grazed as it just moves its head to the side, uh, just barely as a, a laser just goes right past its head. All right, Tomb Tapper's turn, um... It looks at Lydia. There's a sound that comes from its face as the skin begins to vibrate like the skin of a drum. Um, And it's just going to throw its hammer at you. Yikes. Does a 15 hit?
2: It does not hit.
3: Uh, It flies past you. um, And it's going to uh, slash with a claw out at Kawori. Uh, does a twenty-one hit you? But The
1: reaction shield!
3: Okay. <laughs> no, it uh, does not. So it, uh, its claw goes bouncing off of your shield, um, and then it, like, puts its other hand out, uh, and Lydia, you just barely dodge out of the way as that hammer comes flying back towards you and lands in its hand. Uh, okay, that's the tapper's turn. Lydia, it's your turn. You meet it.
2: Thank you. All right. Um, seeing how Heart seems to be being... Oh, Bur- Burning Star seems to be targeted quite a, a bit. Uh, Lydia is going to fly to Heart. And just very gingerly grab Burning Star's hand. Um, And as Burning Star looks down, the galaxy mask layer um, starts to go a little bit lavender and silver as this sheen goes all over Burning Star's dragon form uh, as Lydia is going to cast Death Ward. Um... On On Burning Star slash Heart. So I don't know whether or not, because with Wild Shape, when you hit zero hit points, you revert back to...
0: Starry form, don't give a fuck. I got my cool. HP and no one else's.
2: Okay, cool. So just when you would hit zero, you don't and drop to one. Um, and if you are subjected to an effect that would kill you instantaneously without dealing damage, it is negated instead.
0: All right. Hell yeah. Thank you. Uh,
2: And then as a bonus action, (laughs) Lydia just centers herself as much as she can between everybody and stays about 20 feet above um, the ground. Uh, That's it for my turn. now it's our Celestial Bay. And she is going to shoot two more shots at um, our Tomb Tapper. Does a dirty twenty and a twenty four hit?
3: Yes, they both hit
2: Uh, twenty points of radiant damage. Okay, from those attacks. Um, And that is it
3: for Argos. It's just being peppered with radiant bolts from the divine gun of this celestial creature.
1: Divine gun. That's the name of my next rock ball.
3: (laughs) Divine firearm. Let's do some editorializing. It sounds better.
1: I like divine gun. I don't know about you.
0: Holy firearm. Holy firearm.
2: Anything else for you, Lydia? Uh, no, that's everything for both of us. Uh, just again, using my movement to stay as centralized so that our um, my twilight sanctuary stays with all of our friends. And just as right. a reminder, it's at the end of every one of your turns that you get the temp HP, but it would replace the temp the HP one, that yeah. you already have. So it you don't stack up. You don't have to re-roll it either. So if you're chilling with like fifteen temp HP and you don't want to risk going down to like twelve, you just keep it.
3: Yeah, and like as a DM, I'll say that you can roll it, and if it's less than the temp HP that you have already, then you can just choose to keep the mm-hmm. higher number. Okay. Um, Kawori, it's your turn with the Burning Star on deck.
1: Oh, yeah. Um My little Rocky boys are going to take their turn as my bonus action. Uh, my big Talus is going to go ahead and attack again. Um, his, that is... This one's uh, it is a uh, non-natural twenty to hit.
3: Okay, definitely uh, hits.
1: Buh, 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 buh. That's not a default. What's a default? That's default. Okay. Uh, flip, flip, math Uh, what's? It's thirteen plus eight. That's twenty-one points of, uh. Wait no, thirteen plus four. Uh, that's seventeen points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then my other baby talus is gonna attack as well. Um, that is, uh, blah, 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 blah. um, nineteen points of damage. Okay. and uh, no, sorry, nineteen points to hit. Nineteen. Nineteen, 19 hits. <laughs> I know where it's definitely not just super late over here. I rolled double snake eyes, but that's still some damage. So that's six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um and then Kuori is gonna take her action. Uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um and she is going to uh use uh bu- 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 wait. Oh I do only get up to second level um she's gonna use magic missile uh should i use mm. actually she's gonna hit with her weapons twice that's what she's gonna do um uh that is going to be six no 26 to hit
3: 26 Uh, sets
1: that's gonna be uh 13 points of slashing damage from a magical weapon. And then natural 20, baby. Ooh-hoo. Um for a 30. Uh, and that's going to be um you want me to roll twice or
3: double up numbers? Uh roll twice.
1: Okay. Uh where's my other D8? This is literally what goes on in my brain. I'm just saying it out loud. Uh, okay. She says what we're all okay. thinking. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's going to be... The number. Math number. That Okay, that's 12 plus 7. That's 19 points of slashing damage. Uh, Holy shit. Do it.
3: Holy shit. How do you want to do this <laughs> um okay
1: ah shit i didn't expect this um you guys piled a
3: lot of damage on this thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh okay uh she is after i feel like there's like it's almost like a play uh, like a game between these two animated objects like the big the huge uh, stone creature just hits it once and it flings to one side and then the other medium-sized creature hits it again, it flings to another and then once it kind of uh, gets his balance back, Corey just goes in with two quick strikes. Uh, the second the first one through the mouth in the middle of the torso and then the second one through the head. Cutting um, off its Executioner Hood head.
3: <laughs> as soon as life leaves its body, you see it go rigid as its body turns to stone and it topples over and smashes on the floor. Um, those lights that are coming from the mytholar, uh go very erratic for a moment, uh, point directly upwards and then go completely out uh and there is just a very dim light coming from this large orb there's
2: still something attacking burning star though
3: right or no no
2: no, no we're out of combat now we're out of combat
5: yep.
3: the room okay. goes quiet um It is filled to the brim with summons though and everybody is just barely lit with this kind of blue rim light.
1: After, it it only lasts for a minute so um, the Yop just kind of like, she kind of moves them back to where they were and they kind of start falling back down into rubble.
2: Uh, Lydia, when her flying ends, just kind of lands gingerly on the floor and looks up at this large celestial being Um, Corey, um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, to, to jinx anything here, but did that seem way too easy to you? I, I don't know. I mean, we
1: also summoned a lot of shit. Um, (laughs) She's going, Corey's going to... She's gonna look to Leah's. I don't know what your definition of Izzy is, but not that. Um,
0: um she's it's gonna a... look
1: to the orb and look to Burning Star. Um is Burning Star trying to make a move towards it? Yeah, what's up with Burning
0: Depends. Star? Do I still feel her presence?
3: She's there. Yeah. She's trying to hide
0: just going to attempt to attune same right. as before
3: um, you fly down put a hand on it um, the surface is so cold it burns um, and like it's hurting the body that you're in
4: that's fine but
3: you can reach out to her I
0: do. She wants you to leave. Only if she comes with. That's the entire reason why I've been here this whole time.
3: She can't go back. They'd never take her back.
0: They will. That's why I came.
3: Uh There is... A span of time that feels like an eternity to everyone else but it is only a heartbeat for you lead the way
0: we will be whole again she goes with you yeah celestial dragon mm-hmm. stops just disappears And the f- form of burning star dissipates from heart. You see that there is like, like Eddie Brock venom style, where it is just like mask layer separates off of yeah. your dear boy. And I'm guessing that then, like the cosmic essence of burning star, as well as this blue lighted of <clears throat> the Frostmaiden, in some yeah. form.
3: I, I want to say it's two twin lights um, that begin to sort of spin around each other very quickly. Uh, one has sort of this uh, bright comic comet-like essence to it that trails this uh, this tail off of it, and the other is just this cold, tight light Uh, And they spin around each other in this cosmic dance. Um, Do they return? Yeah. They fly upwards and out of the spire. Um, Like, looking up, you can see them just go directly into the ice of the ragged Glacier above and like, those lights become more and more distant until they are gone.
2: Just before, um, the lights leave, uh, like, reasonable distance, I want to say, like, 60 feet, um, Burning Star feels a presence in their mind that they felt before and know it's Lydia but instead of saying anything Lydia just expresses the feeling of gratitude um and while you get like a hint of what the fuck uh there's also an underlying like feeling of good luck as well
0: on the return it is a feeling of thanks but the feeling of thanks that comes when your boss has asked you to come in on the weekend (laughs) 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 and it's like neither of you really want to be there but like you had to be in order to get the job done obligation yeah a feeling of, of thanks via obligation
1: As this happens, Corey goes to Hart um, and brings him over to Lydia. How's Hart doing?
0: Danae, may I? You may. Okay. So as you bring Hart over and you bring him over to Lydia, there is a... Like, he kind of stumbles as he is walking, and he goes to lean on his staff of bird calls, but as he does, the staff leaves his hand. Not because his hand has slipped, but because the staff has gone through his hand. There is a glow to him that is of a goldenish light and he looks up at you, Kuwori, with one eye kind of milked over with that wicked scar that Stag had given him, the other just wide, and he looks at you and he says, I'm so sorry.
4: I know that you said a while ago that if there was anything that we needed to tell each other that we should have done it then but you seem so mad and I didn't want to upset you and I don't, I just want to work in the garden and I want to make cookies and I want to have cakes and I hope Rocky's doing okay and You've taught me so much, and I don't...
0: And Heart continues to glow more vibrantly, this golden light. And as he continues to talk, it looks like leaves, these large golden maple leaves are just fading away from him as his clothes just sort of get saggier and saggier on his body. And he looks at you, Corey, and says, you've taught me so much,
4: and I never would have made it this far without you. We never would have done, been able to Hearts. do any of this. When the first thought comes, please, just please know that you
0: were everything. And he looks over towards Lydia, and Lydia, he goes to extend his hand out, and there is just this like, it's more of like a golden wisp Instead of an arm and he goes to try and bring you into a hug and you can see that there is the motion of a hug trying to be made But there is no Movement there is no essence with it and That pains him to no end And he says Throughout everything that
4: we've been through we went under the sea we went to the reaches of the earth it doesn't matter. I want you all to know that you both More than anything,
0: you both were my... And the last of that golden light fades and that leaf, that final golden leaf, disappears and you hear a clatter of a robe of many things, an Acquisitions Incorporated blanket, the staff of bird calls, some acorns, and a bag of cookies clatter to the floor.
2: Lydia through tears will just go and pick up the staff, the bag of cookies in her arms and look to the last point where she saw that golden light just say have a nice day for picking up the rest of your things and going to hold Corey as much as a little gnome can hold a Goliath. Corey's just
1: going to get a little hug.
3: The warmth of this embrace is accentuated by true warmth the warmth of the sun as the mithral begins to glow with a golden light and follow those stars and those leaves slowly upward through the shaft.
1: Um, Is the sun leaving
3: with
1: heart? Or do we still have to attune to it? I
3: I think heart took care of that. Uh, It rises up into the sky. um, And there is the sound of trickling water, uh, and something like rainfall as the Mithalar begins to burn its way up through the glacier, uh, melting uh, through the ice uh, and sending um, a shower of warm spring rain down into the city of Yithrin. Uh, Lydia, your celestial uh, was kind mm-hmm. of waiting quietly in the back of the room, um, and she looks up at the Mythalar rising into the sky, uh, and she gives you a look that says you've done your you've done your business. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a final look. Um, And then she looks at Kawari, and there's kind of a feeling of understanding that passes between the two of you. Uh, and she just kind of raises uh, a finger to you, uh, and signals one.
2: One what? One day, one week, one month, one year, one
3: what? One year and she turns around and heads for the door Um, and as she moves you can see her like literally just kind of go through uh, all of the different glass panes that make up the uh, nautilus shape of the spiral of the spire Um, and she goes outside and like there is silence from beyond the spire. <clears throat> I know that there's a lot to process here, but I would like to get into epilogues if we all don't mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, tell okay. us how we got out, but other than that, epilogues be fine.
3: <laughs> uh, for sure, I can tell you how you got out. Um, On your way out, uh, you find Avarice in uh, a state of disarray. Um, (laughs) God, it feels like there's been a lot of bummers so far. Um, But uh, she (laughs) is surrounded by a number of... Icy corpses. Um, you come to find that whenever a occultist uh, dies, they freeze solid. Um, the demi-lich is nothing but a shattered skull. At this point, um, her gargoyles uh, have suffered a similar fate, and um, she is like slowly turning to ice from like the ankles upward uh, and when you approach her she is uh you you can tell that she's quite injured um but as you approach she still has uh enough wherewithal to quip uh and she sees you coming uh Kawori, and she just sort of like rolls her eyes um and says they all left me
1: drawn the bad people who don't really care about you.
3: That was cold, Corey. That's
5: the truth.
3: Uh, she kind of laughs, and you can see the ice making its way up her torso. Um, and she says, "Just so you know, I was going to betray you." I know. Uh, and she just gives you a wry smile as the ice uh, finally overtakes her head and torso.
1: As she smiles, Corey just says, "Have a nice day." Keeps a over.
3: Um, Valyn Harpel seems to have escaped in the. Uh, in in the hustle and uh, bustle, um, in the chaos, she uh, managed to find a way out of here. Um, you are able to make your way out uh, through the caves of hunger, um, and <laughs> I want to say that uh, you are able to. Through um, your own wits and uh, abilities, you're able to find a way to get Hathowin, uh and her trees back into uh, your own forest. Um, Part of Awakening from
1: Heart.
3: <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, God, uh, I want to say that like we cut ahead to uh, several days later. Um, when you uh, return to uh, your home, uh, there's Kawori, uh, and then Lydia, and then a pot of awakening with an entire pear tree sticking up out of it. Uh, and Hathowin, uh kind of like steps up next to you and takes your hand um, and uh, looks at you. Um, the two of you have both begun to pick up on each other's languages and you're uh, slowly being able to communicate better and better as time goes on. Uh, the amulet that Design told you to give to Roberta, uh, you are able to make sure that she gets a hold of it. Um, she looks down at it briefly um, and like there's kind of a moment of confusion. Um, And then she, like, sort of brightens, gets out her notebook. um, And you can see that there is a checklist that she has written. uh, And she says, receive amulet. And then she, like, checks it. And then she says, "Uh, which way to (laughs) Karkalok? She'll just point. (laughs) Uh, She just sort of, like, gives you a little two-fingered salute. Like, literally turns around and, like, starts walking off uh, through the snow to Karkalok just on foot. Um, just holding her little notebook out in front of her, uh, ready to go. And she just heads off in that direction. Um, (sighs) there's a number of things I need to get through here. Um, yeah. Okay. That person, that person, that person. Um, before we get, oh, before we get more than
2: like five days back into the real world, um, yeah, feel I free to, some
3: stuff. F- f- feel free to interject at uh, any time uh, that seems necessary. Um, um, go ahead. So,
2: presumably uh, after a few days, I think that Lydia would insist that we head back home to Corey's cabin um, for some rest and contemplation and um, I think that we would take the time to find a really, really nice tree and to just make it our spot and carve heart and Cory and Lydia into the tree so that if we ever get lost, we know where to come back to. It
1: takes a while, but Cory is actually going to make a... A small replica of the keychains that um, your brother made. Um, and they're all like on this small little pedestal. And she um, installs it at the base of the street. Um, and it says, Coy, Lydia, and Hart
2: found family. After that night, um, I don't think since leaving, losing heart that Lydia has slept anywhere, but right next to Corey. And we go to sleep um, and crawled up. And when you wake up, there is a note on your chest and a few boxes at the end of the bed. I'm just going to read you the note, okay? i
1: want to meet myself in case I cry.
2: Okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. My dearest Kawori, you have been a pillar of strength, not in the way that you would think, but with your heart and with your mind. I know that we said we had a year, but I traded that year with the Raven Queen. I traded it for one day, every year.
6: I traded it so that I will always be a part of your life and I'll never fully have to leave.
2: I hope that you find all the happiness in the world and that you can let go of the guilt you've carried for so long. You protected our found family and I know you'll continue that with, your new, with the new family you make. Heart and I will always be with you in the rays of the sun and the cooling wind. We will be there, invisible, but felt. I loved you, and I love you. Until next year, Lydia. And at the end of the bed, you find a box that has Lydia's gun in it with a name tag that just says, for Lucas, and a letter. And then in a bigger box, it just says, for the inn, and you open it and it's a beautifully carved wooden sign that says the raven's heart spelled h-a-r-t with a crest that is um, a, a deer head with antlers and a raven perched in it
6: uh, and then off to the side all of the party's gold and, and precious items uh, and as soon as you finish reading the letter, a gust of wind comes from outside and you just see a raven sitting on that pedestal. Um, If you need a moment, I can do a vignette. Okay. Um,
3: I want to say that we see Kawari reading that note, Um, and we're going to cut to a uh, rocky shore. Um, And on that rocky shore, we see tattered black sails and uh waiting at the top of a gangplank uh we see a um halfling with blonde hair uh and a uh, thank you for the raid uh and a um prodigiously well-fed belly um as wesloy uh looks expectantly down at you lydia um and I imagine you're looking like trepidatiously uh, at the water, like waiting for um, the familiar, uh, like what's the what's the word aggression uh, from the the uh, dead that live below. Um, and Wesloy just sort of like looks down at the water, looks at you, uh, kind of, like, approaches you, um, and uh, gives you a bow. Uh, And he says, My good lady, (sighs) you have nothing to fear now. Thank you, my good sir.
2: Happy to be aboard.
3: Uh, And he takes your hand, uh, and he ushers you back up the gangplank. Uh, And as he does so, you can hear um, the shanties and uh, merrymaking of his crew. Um, uh, And he takes you up onto the boat, uh, as he has promised to be the one to ferry you back and forth uh, from this plane and the next. Um, And he said, don't worry, it'll only be a year. One year. Um, and he takes you up the gangplank. How you doing, Corey? Better. Um, Corey doesn't leave her house
1: for a long while. Nobody really sees her. Um, it's easily a few weeks to a month where she just goes out for supplies and not even then she hunts she kind of stays in her
3: forest Um, Uh, I think that people won't leave you alone Uh, I want to say that you are brought food uh, by the townkeeper um, of your of oh my god a million different names are running through my head right now lonely wood lonely wood the townkeeper of lonely wood uh brings you food um and as time goes on the snow melts as spring comes early this year it should be winter right about now but it seems that for the first time in a long time they are well the sun is rising high, and uh, snowdrops have begun to push up out of the snow. Uh, The fields are beginning to fill with flowers, um, and it seems that nature is kind of making up for lost time. Um, Among your visitors are uh, Rocky and Ravison. Um, They roll around uh, letting you know that uh, Basically, kind of bustle into your cabin. Um, and they, Rocky brings you like a huge haunch of meat. Um, and Ravison uh, brings along an awakened berry bush uh, that she like promptly unawakens in your backyard, uh, saying that you don't have enough berry bushes around. <laughs> She lets you know that um, she'd be willing to do any spellcasting for you that you might need.
1: She asks her and actually Hathoen as well if they can help her start a garden. All right. And around that tree that Lydia and Corey chose and um, with their help, uh, she kind of makes this, it's all, almost shrine-like, though there's no religious affiliation to it uh, around this tree where it's uh, it grows with uh, big, beautiful flowers and berries and has these uh, almost like a very uh, beautiful, those uh, like vine flower paths that lead to it and Mm -hmm. um amongst uh in front of the little family statue that she made it is there is a headstone that has two antlers sticking Mm -hmm. out from it and Mm -hmm. one that is a raven um and she has one saved up for when her time comes and it is a book with, um, on top of the sword. Um, and she asked, them, um, she asked Hathemun to help her upkeep the garden teacher, how to upkeep the garden herself and for Ravison to feel free to come and uh, takes. Uh, to the garden and enjoy it and take whatever food she finds Uh, any berries, any planted uh, vegetables and fruits she's more than welcome to take as any other town member is also welcome to take. Okay. Um, I'd like to say hopefully that eventually maybe there's a few little showing does that kind of stay around. Um, One that has a little Yeti fur beard and um, tinkles it, uh, every time it moves. Um, eventually, she does um, get back to the plants for the the inn, and she sets it up with the lovely sign Lydia left her. Um, she okay. gets workers. She's not there too often, but she does make sure that there is uh, a specialized, a certain menu. At what point
3: do you go back to your tribe?
1: <sighs> she takes her time, but after in between the um, the inn and the month that it took to build up this garden, um, she packs up a, a big bag and makes her way.
3: Okay. Um, I think that you approach uh, Funlakalaga with uh, some trepidation, um, but you eventually come to the dragon bones that mark the entrance to your tribe's home. Um, and, your good friend. Talltree. Talltree. Uh, yeah, Kapanuk Tall Talltree uh, is on watch and he sees you coming. Uh, and he meets you uh, before you can reach the door uh, and sweeps you up in a big hug. Um, and you are met with trepidation by the rest of the tribe, but uh, with tall trees, help, uh, you're able to convince them that you have found the cure.
1: Um, she buys a scroll of greater resurrection, uh, restoration uh, that she brings with her, and she can't cast it, mm-hmm. um, but she'll hand it to the tribe healer. Okay. Um, I think she's very afraid, and she doesn't try to see her uh, old mentor. But she hands the scroll to the healer and tells them to use it; that it will cure her of the mistakes that who made.
3: Okay. Do you stick around for very long, or
1: she sticks around uh, to make sure it works?
3: Okay. Um, I want to say that you stick around for a few hours, and, uh, you are informed that, um, it, like, the procedure went well, um, and that Wayani, Wayani wants to see you. There's a, a frown
1: to her face and a furrow to her brow, but she nods, and, uh, There's a very hesitant... Like, she raises her fist to knock, and there's a pause. And there's a very hesitant knock.
3: Okay. Um, the door opens, um, and she looks you in the eye. Uh, and I want to say that there's an understanding uh, that is passed between the two of you that you have both been through a lot. Um, And she just kind of like looks at you um, and gives you this weary smile. She puts a hand on your shoulder uh, and she
6: says, I have a feeling you have learned more than I could ever teach you. The lessons have been hard, but yes. Um,
3: And she'll pull you into a hug and say,
6: It is not a lesson I ever wanted you to learn. It was a lesson that I had to learn. Uh, And she, like, she pulls back and just sort of like looks you in the eye and says, You brought the spring back, didn't you? My family and I did Yes. Hmm.
3: Um, you are welcome to stay with your tribe for
6: as long as you wish. She stays for the night.
1: Um... I'm still very hesitant around most of the people, but she lets um, she lets Tall Tree and um, I have her name here, Wayani, um, know that if they ever find themselves in Lonely Wood, they're always
6: welcome into her house. All right. Um, there
3: is a a sense of uh, melancholy as you leave your tribe, but the general sense that you get from Wayani is that you have grown farther than what she can offer you. Um, and I think that she expresses to you that she hopes that you'll be able to use that And make the world better than she ever could.
6: Because you have far surpassed her. She just gives her a very grateful smile. And another big strong hug before she leaves. All right. um when you get home
3: uh is eager to see you um and i want to like start moving time a little bit forward Mm -hmm. um the tavern comes together um uh the rest of lydia's family uh (laughs) visits you frequently Uh, and Lydia's father, uh, looks at your smithing work and says that it has real promise. Um, and particularly the magic items that you start putting together. Um, he says that he would be able to sell these in his shop. Um, and you wouldn't have to be the face of it at all. Like all you would have to do is supply the goods and he'd pay you well for them.
1: She's very grateful for that and uh,
3: agrees. Um, every single day, uh, Hathowin, um gets better and better at Common. And every single day, um, she uses that knowledge of co- Common to let you know how many days are left until Lydia comes back. Uh, one day, there's a knock at the door.
1: She goes to answer it. I feel like she's in the middle of, like, cooking or something.
3: Mm-hmm. It's Stag. Or that's what he used to be known as. Uh, <laughs> he corrects you and lets you know that his name is Glenn now. Right. Um, yeah. He says that he was on his way back to the Glen. Um, he was lingering here for a little bit longer. Um... There was just something that made him have to stay. Um, But he was on his way back to the Glen when um, he found something strange and he really thinks that you should see it.
1: Um, She'll kind of, let's say it's like stew or something. She started, she'll leave it because it takes a long time to cool. and tells Hathorin to keep an eye on it. Uh, but she'll put on, like, uh, a nice coat and, uh, hiking boots, uh, and just
3: say, lead the way. Okay. Um, he leads you out into the snow, um, and he talks, uh, you know, just sort of candidly with you about, uh, the things that he's been up to. Um, he met, uh, an interesting person, uh, on the seashore who, um said that she had met you. Um, she was a little bit taller than he's used to, um, but like she also talked about like dryads and uh, how she's been spending a lot of time with the dryads since spring came early. Um, and as he leads you along, you realize that you're going towards that tree that uh, you and Lydia had carved together.
6: Um, and he says, uh, "You know how to read hunter, right?" I never learned how
3: to read hunter, but like I know it when I see it. Um, and he like leads you up to the tree, and he just sort of like points at these deer tracks uh, that have like that are 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 like in uh some of the snow that has been left behind. Um, And he says, these aren't mine. And, you know, like just sort of like clicks his little deer heels, uh, which he still has. Um, And he says, what does that say? And he points down into the snow. um, And there is a word written in common, uh, just sort of like scratched kind of haphazardly as though with a hoof. Um, and it
6: says, friend. You're muted, by the way. Um, she reads
1: it. Um, and there's a moment before she forgets to translate. But um, she looks to him and says, it says, Friend.
3: can she follow these tracks okay give me a survival check
1: swatches the one where i fucking botch it okay um 14.
6: okay
3: um i think you follow these tracks um they trail off uh deeper into the woods um and you eventually begin to hear uh, a sound like uh wooden chimes sort of clattering together uh and looking around you can see that there are chiwinga, just sort of like dancing through the branches of various trees and you come to a place uh that you realize oh This is where Hart uh, planted that acorn uh, all that time ago, and it created, it made an enormous tree, uh, which wasn't going to do very well in the winter. But since spring came, um, it has begun to bloom with uh, plenty of uh, flowers and uh, this fresh green uh, spring growth Um, and you look around, and you could
6: swear you could hear a bell. Um, she looks around and there's like a watery smile on her face, and at the...
1: at the sound of the bell, Um there's tears in her eyes, but she kinda wipes them. Um and she points to the big oak tree. Uh and says, this is the tree heart planted. This tree.
3: Um I think that Glenn just sort of like puts a hand on it. Um and whatever goes on in that weird head of his um (laughs) like he doesn't like close his eyes he doesn't like you know like have a moment of like peace or whatever he just sort of like stares at the bark of the tree as though he's trying to figure out like a really hard sudoku puzzle and he doesn't know what math is (laughs) um (laughs) and he turns and looks at you and says, Heart did this? He did. Uh, and he just sort of like looks up into the trees uh, and like it, it looks as though he's going to have like a like sort of like a soft contemplative moment. Um, and then he just bellows, like yells, and like scares like birds off of trees and stuff like that. And he just says, Heart! I'M
6: GOING BACK TO THE GLEN!
3: And he just puts his uh, arms on his uh, hips and he looks at you and he says, I think he heard that.
1: I think he did. Um, Here. And Corey's going to pick an acorn from the tree and hand it to him and just say, Plant that in the
3: glen. Uh, He looks at that. Uh, he just sort of like makes a fist around it, and he don't crush it. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> protect! Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I want to say that we like pull out from that. Uh, we see um the, uh, we see the uh, the enormous tree and the growth surrounding it. Um if uh there's a montage of various characters uh throughout this year um i want to say that out on the lake uh we see lucas and his father having a fishing trip um and then uh the (laughs) uh lucas's mother uh comes out with a picnic basket under her arm uh and she sits down and she starts passing out, uh, sandwiches and, uh, beverages, uh, and, like, they all, like, have a, a, a nice moment together as a family. Uh, I want to say that we see, uh, <laughs> Roberta checking off, uh, like, uh, thing after thing on her list. Um, And then she pulls down some like goggles over her eyes. Um, And you see Professor Scant float up next to her and just sort of beep excitedly at her. Um, And then she pulls a switch and there's like electricity flying everywhere. Um, And then there's a a shadow that kind of like falls over her. Um, And you see wearing this amulet is a Warforged who uh, sort of picks up a very cowboy-looking wizard hat and puts it on uh, and smiles at her. Um, Making sure I'm not forgetting anybody. I think I've touched on most everyone. Uh, We see Rocky uh, sort of leading um, Ravison through the, um, we see Rocky leading Ravison uh, up a mountain, um, and (laughs) (laughs) she's meeting the family. (laughs) Oh no! Uh And so, like, there's just this enormous, abominable yeti, like, glaring down at her. Um, And then, like, Rocky just sort of, like, gives the yeti a dumb look and then gives her a dumb look. Um, And the, like, Ravison, like, smiles and waves. And then the yeti, like, just sort of, like, looks down at Rocky and then just gives, like, an affirmative nod, like, okay, I approve. (laughs) Um... Time goes on and uh, Hathaway, uh, I want to say that the first snow has fallen and uh, Hathaway comes up to you, Kawari, and puts a uh, blanket over your shoulders uh, as the first chill has begun to uh, make its way into the air. Um, And she says, it won't be
6: long now. No, uh, we should prepare something nice lunch, salad. We can do salad. I'm thinking purple pear cider. You're always thinking purple pear cider. Oh, it's so good,
1: though. It is. <laughs> she hasn't tried it before, so she'll like it.
3: Uh, she's just sort of beams at you, um, and as the two of you get ready um, for um, the first year uh, since spring returned to Icewind Dale, uh, Hathowyn sort of muses to herself how strange it was that spring returned uh, during on the day of midwinter, dead on.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah very
3: strange uh and it's at that moment that you realize (sighs) the day that heart left the day that spring returned the day that you sent the Mythalar into the sky that was your birthday (laughs) and you didn't even realize you were so caught up in everything that was going on and I don't know. Would you Would you be the kind of person to let Hathaway know that like this big special day that Lydia's coming back is also your birthday?
1: I think I feel like the topic of birthday would come up, and I feel like she would have told her like the day. But with everything that happened, like, they wouldn't even realize until she said something about midwinter. And then she looks at Hathaway and
6: just goes. What? It's my birthday.
3: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hathaway's like me. She's like, she's dumb as shit when it comes to dates. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So am
1: I. So, Adria <laughs> doesn't need to
3: tell time. She, she loses her mind. She, like, this, this has become a much bigger affair. Um, and she starts, like, deciding, like, all of the different people that are going to have to be invited to this. And.
6: Ha- don't have to make a big deal out of it. Out of it, okay? We sh- are you sh- Are you sure? I, why don't we just it to family i'll invite okay just the family got it don't worry i've got this
3: jumping forward to the day of her definition of family is quite broad (laughs) i feel like somehow
1: she reached out to even stat like glenn (laughs) and he's there for that day (laughs) <laughs> Somehow she got a message across to Glenn. He's like, I don't know what a birthday is, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I heard there was gonna be food.
3: Um. Um, I'm gonna say that like every single character, every guest character we've had on the show thus far is is there for that day, um, and they don't necessarily have to be there when she arrives, mm-hmm. but um, they do help you celebrate your birthday, mm-hmm. like. Appropriately. Um, in fact, I want to say like Tall trees is there, Wayani shows up, um, like Roberta and Dazan are here. Dazan's put on some weight, but you know, he looks good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like built in weight because he's a war force, he just built
1: a beer belly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> It's like um, I want to
1: try this on, see how you, I you look c- with the dad bod. Like
3: you come to realize that the Warforged body that ha- that he has made is actually made out of that robot that was in Karkalok.
1: I'm very impressed. <laughs> she, I feel like, like as you look over the this birthday, um, somehow. Hathawen has convinced her to get a little birthday hot on herself, which is really ridiculous because it looks really <laughs> tiny on her.
3: Um, and I want to say that by the time it's time for Lydia to come back, um, Hathaway, like, you know, like, gets the festivities wrapped up and, yeah. like, you know, like, ushers everybody else out. Um, because she understands that this is a more like mm-hmm. intimate thing, but she wanted to make sure you fucking yeah. celebrated.
1: <laughs> I feel like um, Corey doesn't know when; she just knows the day. So, the half, like the entire day, she's been there and present, but she always seems to be, excuse me, up on the lookout for something. Um, and. Uh, as kind of like sundown starts, she's helping Hathowin clean up and wrapping up leftovers that she's going to send to like people in the town and stuff like that. I feel like that's probably when Lydia shows up was just her and Hathorin like talking and um,
2: wrapping up and she still has a little hat on. <laughs> well, I was going to say that right around twilight. Mm-hmm. That sounds Um, right. You hear the, it wasn't a windy day today at all, but you Mm -hmm. hear the leaves from the tree in the back garden start to almost whistle, like when wind goes through Mm -hmm. branches really quickly. And you just hear sort of a whistling sound coming from the back garden from that tree.
1: I feel like Corey's kind of talking more relaxed, and as soon as that uh, wind hits and the whistling starts, she just stands up straight and looks towards the uh, the back. And she gives Hathaway a big smile before just making her way. It starts as like a regular walk, but it kind of turns into a sprint. Uh, she makes her way to the back of the house.
2: As, yeah, you reach the back of the house. You see a sort of whirlwind of snow, and the snowflakes seem larger, and the closer you look at them, they're actually more like feathers um, before they all fall away. And you see Lydia, just exactly the same as the day that she left, and a big smile on her face as she runs and jumps up into your arms. And hugs you.
1: She just hugs her um, really, really tightly. Maybe a little too tightly, but you're dead, so you're not gonna die from it. <laughs> um.
2: ah, ah, I can still feel things, can I? Oh, oh, oh never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up for a year's worth of hugs. Shut up. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't be alone. And Lydia will like slide down from her arms and like hold up and hold Corey's hand and just look up at her and say come on let's go have a nice day as they walk back into the house okay
3: um I want to say that we pull back uh the camera and we see uh like all these beloved characters um on their way home um We see uh, the enormous forest uh, and the tree uh, that Hart planted sticking up uh, above the tree line. Um, We see uh, a hill uh, and silhouetted uh, against the rising moon. Um, We see an enormous gorgeous stag um, with uh, a number of items hanging from its antlers. Um, and it sort of like, turns towards the camera and we go up, 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 and we just see an enormous swath of stars. Uh, and just sort of prominently uh, in uh, an array of one of those st- uh, like constellations of stars, uh, we see a bright white star with a tail coming off of it um, and a tight little blue one. Uh, sitting very close together. And that's where we're going to end.
0: Thank you so much for running this game! Oh my goodness! Guys, I know we went on a little bit long for all 'all y'all at home. However, thank you so much for running this game. Thank everybody for coming by to join us for this fantastic time. I had an absolute blast this was an amazing game again Denae thank you so much for running this I I, I love having you on the channel obviously where can we find you what do you do
3: hey everybody I'm Denae Keener you can find me at DenaeKeener.com or at Denae Keener on Twitter I think that's all I'm gonna say love you guys
1: um hi everyone uh my name is satan orlis the vamp on twitter um i do a lot of stuff you can find it on my twitter uh i'll see you guys next time have a nice day
2: hi everybody it's me liz back uh, yeah uh, i love all of y'all and everyone in chat uh if you're curious as to see what i'm up to uh you can Go to my link tree it's liz.mac um i've got lots of exciting stuff but nothing as good as playing with you guys every sunday
0: so love y'all and i am the indoor adventurer and if you've made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you don't hey buddy what's up how's it going hope you're doing well hope you feel loved we do shows like this every week at uh, every week at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows on Mondays and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, go check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash indooradventures. It's a fantastic time. If you joined us for this session, man, there is a uh, there's a backlog. There's a pretty fierce backlog for you to go check up on is pretty good i would say unbiased opinion incredible game best rhyme of the frost maiden game that you'll find again unbiased opinion unbiased but we're the best here so you should go check that out we're also available anywhere audio casts are made available for free but speaking of things that are being made available for free we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions for myself danae satan or liz feel free to join us on our discord post them in the twitch chat to the side and we will do our best to respond in kind but with that i would like to say once again danae thank you so much for running this game satan liz thank you so much to agree upon playing a 36 week long campaign loved having y'all here this was incredible And for everybody who decided to stop by, thank you, because we couldn't do shows like this without contributions from viewers like you. Thank you, and we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody.
4: Bye-bye,
0: and have a great day.